Brian Wade. I'm Cole Ross. And this is Expanded Universe, your home for all things Star Wars Legends. Uh, this month we are covering Revenge of the Sith by Matthew Stover. And as you've heard, we are joined by Cole Ross. Hello, Cole. How are you doing? Hello, Brian. You scoundrel. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am a scoundrel. Uh, a, 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 a this has been a long time coming. The bills yeah. do, man. <laughs> let's 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 talk about uh, let's let's talk about why you're calling me a scoundrel right at the top. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you want me to tell the story? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's yeah. gonna be way funnier if you tell it. So, uh, this past fall, we were doing. So, I'm I'm from the DuckFeed.tv uh, network of podcasts, and every fall we do a uh, we do a charity streaming event, uh, 72 hours to support a uh, great cause. Uh, the Transactive Gender Center out of uh, Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it was really late in my shift. And we crossed this crazy barrier. We crossed, I think, it was either ten or $11,000 raised over yeah, the course of Yeah, I think it was $10,000. And just to make it clear to the people listening, uh, it was really late in your shift of being awake for 24 hours. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make it clear. We had people like Jeremy Greer and Allison Baker also helping me out so I could take a two-hour nap. Or oh, a yeah. I guess, I guess you did take a nap. But you were yeah, still a sleepy boy. Yeah, I was still I was still pretty cranky. It was a lot of sitting still. Um, <laughs> so we crossed that. And I'm incredibly emotional at this point because if you, if you don't remember last fall was also uh the the time of some troubling political news and just it was yeah. such a it was such a huge thing um and brian here b-wade was in the chat um and he dropped in this quote that in my frazzled state looked semi-profound it was something about you know uh, it, how, is, it is actually at the very bottom of the notes if you want to read it uh, i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that again <laughs> you're not going to trick me into reading that again but you drop this unattributed quote about about darkness you know being uh not as strong as the power of love and just how if you want to light up you know everybody's lives or something like that then you know lo- love conquers all basically and it mm-hmm. just i just had this outpouring of emotion in response to this outpouring of outpouring support for this great cause and brian you caught me at a moment of weakness and i thought ah let's just read that on the stream right let's just uh, let's not ask like who said that bad boy um i didn't think you would be you know dropping a quote by Goebbels or whatever so i read it and then like you're like (laughs) guess what you did ask after you read it you're like (laughs) where's that quote from by the way (laughs) and i was just like in the chat i was like do you do you really want me to tell you cole (laughs) Yeah, so you're just gonna like hey, guess what that steak was? That was your parents. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you made me quote a Star Wars, and it's on. I did make it's you on YouTube War. for all people to see. Um, <laughs> it's not that I'm against Star Wars. Uh, notably, I'm 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 far more pro Star Wars than my oftentimes co-host uh, Gary Butterfield. But um, that was. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I would have preferred if you dropped some Maya Angelou on me or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can understand that. But <laughs> it did lead to, like, maybe, like, this, 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 uh, this impression of me that I think, like, the, the duck feed community at large has now of me being this, like, trickster god, and I love it. <laughs> like, I'm so glad that people think of me that way. <laughs> yeah, you just swooped in. You took advantage of a tired man who was helping people. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it definitely helped that, like, for, like, a week and a half after it happened, uh, I would occasionally just, like, get get a text message from Jeremy Greer uh, where he had, like, screen-capped something that you had said about me in the Slack. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have, like, on my phone a collection of screen-caps of things that you said about me. Yeah, so so that's why I'm calling you a scoundrel, um, and it's kind of why I'm here is because 
Um, well, I, I, I want to guest on your show and support it and stuff like that. But also, uh, you made me read a quote from this very book. From I did. The, I made uh, you read a quote from this book, and now then I made you read the whole book. Oh, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why I keep coming back for more punishment, but <laughs> you, you know we're all gluttons for punishment at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what uh, what, what book did we read? Uh, we read Revenge of the Sith by Matthew Stover, yeah. which is uh, the novelization, quote unquote, of the film of the same name uh and i say quote unquote novelization because it is really not a novelization like it is in name it is a novelization but it is like it's a novel like this is a like not a completely different story but this like lends like an entirely different level of credence to the story and a different level of like quality as well oh for sure um i was surprised to find out that this was published before um the movie came out yeah, like a month and a half before the movie came out. Yeah, does that happen a lot? Uh, you know, I don't know. Not not that I've noticed. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't keep up on film novelizations that frequently. <laughs> um, and I, I I didn't go back to look to like see when the other novelizations of Star Wars books came out. Yeah. Uh, but as far as I can tell, like this is this is pretty unusual for it to come out this far in advance of the movie. Yeah. It's not like the ending of this is uh you know spoilable. Right. No. Like we, yeah. I mean, this we, is we kind of this is know. like the classic Shakespearean tragedy. Like, we, everybody knows what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that said, when I uh, when this book came out, like I was you know at the height of my Star Wars fandom as a as a teen, um, and I like staunchly refused to read this book until after I saw the movie because I didn't want the book to spoil anything for me. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, like I wish I had just read the book and avoided the movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, th- that's the thing. So this apparently, I mean, I have no idea what the actual details are. This seems like it was based on an early shooting script for the for the for the movie itself, right? Before... Yeah, I, I, I've done a little bit of research on it, and it seems like kind of kind of like what it was is that when Stover was given the script, uh, he was kind of just given carte blanche to do whatever he wanted, as long as like he I mean, obviously he had to su- submit it to Lucasfilm and like have it have it approved, but. Uh, I guess Lucas told him, like, look, like, you can do basically whatever you want with this. Like, just don't change, like, the main the main beats of the story. Right. And so it still hits, you know, like, there are scenes that I remember from the movie mm-hmm. that are the, 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 that are present in the book. Um, but, like, notably, um, you know, the dialogue is still, like, young adult, you know, sci-fi genre kind of stuff. But, like, there's very little of the embarrassing stuff. You know, yes. that's present here. You don't have the, oh, she lost the will to live being said by a fucking robot. You don't have uh, <laughs> got the higher ground. Like, <laughs> the sense that I get is this was written based on an early script by somebody who had carte blanche to make things sound good on, you know, look look good on the page. And also it didn't have George Lucas, who is a monkey with a typewriter, just changing <laughs> everybody's lives on the day of shooting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um... so I, I think that that speaks like really highly to the quality of this, that like Stover was just given, given the ability to act on his own. Yeah. And I, I, I think I've made this very clear over the, the course of this podcast, but this is absolutely my favorite star Wars book. Like something about like, nice. just, just this story, like this story has always impacted me. Like even, the, even the movie, like the story impacted me in a way that like, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I really care about like Anakin Skywalker and about Obi-Wan's relationship with him. And so getting, like, this quality of story, like, that really, like, really eloquently, like, describes the fall is just so amazing to me. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, this was also the like the prequel movie that I liked the most, just because it has the most, I think, you know, connection to what we saw in the original and and the original trilogy. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. like it feels like this this one focuses more on uh, more on Obi Wan, which I think is a a, a a failing of any of the like stuff that leads up to the uh, the original trilogy, right? Where Obi Wan yeah. is just kind of the supporting character here. Yeah, you know, um, he, he actually, gets, oh, good. I, I, I'm going to reach a, reach ahead a little bit into the responses, but um, uh, David sent in a response uh, where he sent a video um, of an interview uh, with uh, the the interviewer was uh, the actor who plays Gunther on Friends, which was okay. interesting. Okay, uh, but it was an it was an interview about Revenge of the Sith about the novel, huh. and uh, Stover says in the interview that Obi Wan is actually his favorite character, and that that really shines through in this book. Yeah. No, I had a I had a very good uh, uh, time re- reading this, um, or more accurately, I, I read about a third of it and then switched over to the audiobook, which is which is tremendous because when I was initially reading this, I had the uh, the original actors um, in my head saying their lines mm-hmm. in like the really campy kind of way, um, but the uh, but the audiobook, uh, let me see here, who was the voice talent on that? I lost uh, that Jonathan bet. Davis. Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did a very good job uh, of yeah, uh, uh, delivering those lines. Yeah, and a, a couple of the characters that he does in particular, like even, like, I think he his his uh, impression of Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan is, like, mm-hmm. spot on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Because I've, I, actually, in this month, I've both read the book and listened to the audiobook uh, one and a half times. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I was I was real prepared, Cole, let me yeah. tell you. It's your favorite, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's my favorite. Um, I think his yeah, and it like his his grievous is so much better than what we got in the movies. Yep, or the movie, I guess. Yep his uh, his 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 Dooku is very good. Yeah, his Dooku is very good. Yeah, and uh, his uh, gosh, uh, his Palpatine is like spot on as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, like the, the, on one level, they're kind of impressions, but also you know he is you know doing that thing that very good audiobook narrators do, which is you know, bringing is like acting to it, like actually yeah. giving it inflection and, you know, carrying you through the dialogue and through the beats uh, with, uh, with motion and liveliness, as opposed mm-hmm. to just being like a straight pipe for the text. Yeah. And I just, I guess uh, I, I haven't done a whole lot of research, but I guess he's done a few of the other books as well. Nice. And so now, now that's just what I want to do is listen to Jonathan Davis audiobooks. <laughs> If you listen to enough audiobooks, you end up finding uh, finding your favorite, uh, your favorite folks who do it. Yeah, which is interesting because I'm not much of an audiobook guy in general. But like since I started this podcast, it's like it's really convenient to just be able to like listen to an audiobook. Oh, my God. uh, Like while I'm at work or whatever, rather than have to put aside time specifically to read. Yeah, I listen to uh, to Dark Tower audiobooks while I'm playing games for Watch Out for Fireballs, and I'm doing prep for two shows at once. <laughs> yeah, it's d- double the pleasure, double the fun, right? Yep, double the work. <laughs> so yeah, why don't we uh, why, don't, why don't we talk about the book a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't think we need to go necessarily beat by beat. I kind of I kind of did that in the notes, but everybody everybody kind of understands like what the Revenge of the Sith story is. I think right. Like you, we, we've all seen the movie. Uh, actually, before we get into that, Cole, did you rewatch the movie? Um, I I spot watched some scenes. I didn't have the full uninterrupted two and a half hours I, or whatever. 
<laughs> I know you, I I know you told on... me to, but I but I I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I put it on while I was taking notes today, and it is just like 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 I said to you uh, in our in our messages. Um, it is just like quality whiplash going yeah. from the book to the movie. Yeah. Well, I just I I hate the way those movies look. I mean, this is the, the purpose of this show is I I get probably not to bash on the prequels. There's plenty of people doing that on the internet as well. I just yeah. I I can't stand the aesthetic of the prequels whatsoever. Yeah, and I can totally understand that. I think. Yeah. I, I think as a general rule, I agree with you. Although I do, I do, t- I, I am, I am a prequel defender. Okay, uh, let's make that clear at the beginning. But uh, I also understand that those movies are not exactly the best, and I just like them because I'm a Star Wars dork. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> and like we're we're, mm, we're we're roughly the same age, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you're like a year or two older than me, but we yeah. are very close to the same age. Yeah. So we we kind of went through this at roughly the same time. Well, we've got history in the in the uh, episode, right? So we can yeah, yeah. we can talk about this later, but we yeah, like we like the the, pre, the prequels hit us at roughly the same time where we were where we would be really receptive to it. Yeah. Yes, it was a very I was a very impressionable young child who <laughs> was very excited about more Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so the the book starts off um, with this really this really good uh, introduction, um, and it, it 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 like it's it's really impresses on the reader like how uh, how how everyone in on Coruscant and in the surrounding area, like how they feel about like what's going on with Palpatine being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like, this, specific- uh, it's this re- good. Oh, it's this real sense of despair, right? Like yeah. They- yeah. Like you, you see there, there's a lot of like talk about how like, Oh gosh, like, like if, if Palpatine is taken, like we've lost the war. Right. Yeah, and also something that uh, the book plays up that I got no sense of in the movies was just how famous Anakin and Obi Wan are. Yeah, they and and I love like all of the discussion about like oh like uh, uh th- there's there's that whole extended passage about like how children will like imitate Anakin and Obi Wan and they'll do some they'll do some stupid thing that children do like you know do a do a front flip off the the back of the sofa or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the parents will just be like, just exasperatedly ask them, so which were you supposed to be, Kenobi or Skywalker? And that's just like, that's very cute to me. <laughs> yeah. There's so much mention of, what is it, the Net, which is their yes. TV? Yeah, that's this TV, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's one thing that uh, I guess you, as not a not a Star Wars expanded universe aficionado, and I, I guess I should be asking other guests who aren't about this as well, is that Star Wars has its own names for everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got like the hollow net and we've got like uh transparent steel instead of glass and uh <laughs> gosh like turbo lifts instead of elevators things like that yeah i i know i know a little bit of that from like reading those like the anatomy of the death star um like, okay, picture yeah, yeah, and yeah, diagram sure. books and stuff like that and most of you can pick up from context like they yeah <laughs> just just do a find replace on window for transparent steel <laughs> and you're probably okay yep pretty much yeah yeah but um it was just it kind of amusing to, to to have them play up this side of you know galactic civilization that they do have this active and thriving media that is like a huge part of you know galactic morale essentially and like later yeah, and on it, we find out that they're using that for like propaganda purposes yep yeah, because of course they are because i i Cole, later on in this book um we're, we're gonna get this get to this later but did you get some like real like bad stomach feelings about like the the way that palpatine was was taking over and like the the kind of things that they were talking about um, a little bit, definitely. Um, like, like in relation to what's happening in America right now. <laughs> well, like the prequels, and I think this movie in particular. Uh, you know, okay, so let's say, let's say, uh, Attack of the Clones 
and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. They, they, like, they were both very much like conceived or molded to be what criticisms of the Bush administration, right? Yes, yes Like in absolutely. the War on Terror. Um, you know, and I think that we're seeing echoes of that today still um mm-hmm. at, at like the, the 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 far degenerate end uh but yeah i definitely did you know get chills because even though this is pretty basic political allegory uh it's still fucking true because despots yeah. will rise to power <laughs> based on a cult of personality um yep, and, and based on terrifying people, people not really valuing their own uh, uh freedom in the face of security and in the face of uh charismatic persuasion mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, so uh, w- one of the things that I, I threw, I've peppered throughout the notes uh, is that uh, Matthew Stover can really spin a line when he wants to. Mm-hmm. And there are certain lines in this book that just like really, really hit me really strongly. And the very end of the intro, uh, the very last line of the intro is, though this is the end of the Age of Heroes, it has saved its best for last. <laughs> and man, Cole, like, yep. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just me. But man, that that really gets me. Yeah. Well, it it uh it uh it's it's not clear which one they're talking about. If they're talking about Anakin or if they're talking about Obi Wan or the two of them as uh, as a unit, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. But um, it, you know, it, it it makes it clear throughout the book. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, there there's some really good lines. There's one uh, uh, later on, especially related to the uh, the cruiser crash on Coruscant that I really liked. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and then we get uh, th- then we get to uh, as we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, we get the first, the first, uh, uh, the first passage about about the dark, and so we get these we get these reoccurring passages at the beginning of each part of the book uh, about the dark and like what it is like like it's it, it's gifts essentially like yeah. it is so so the the first the first. Uh, the first passage is about the dark being generous. Yes. Um, like Stover has done a really good job of like setting up these refrains, right? Because you have mm-hmm. this, you have this popping up and being expanded on and then ultimately subverted at the very end with the thing you deceive me into, into speaking aloud in front of people <laughs> for charity. Um, <laughs> um, you also have um, Anakin's uh, dragon inside himself you know yes. saying like even stars will burn out things like that i really enjoy that kind of uh the, the, that kind of repetition especially yeah, here because this he, the, oh good yep sorry sorry go ahead <laughs> oh um because this is um a a book about the ultimate seduction of anakin by the dark side right yeah yeah and it, it is like he he does such a good job stover does such a good job with that like uh, that that repetition and like it like every time that that comes back up like I think it really hits like really strongly like yeah. he, it never it never feels like he's being clumsy with it at all nope especially since he works into the structure too I mean at the beginning of these at the beginning of these different sections yeah yeah so which makes it very uh it, it keeps it in the front of your mind throughout the entire book mm-hmm. so yeah so then we uh then then we get into we're getting into the the teeth of the story like right away uh just like in the movie we start with the battle over Coruscant. Yeah, um, which would be like a battle over, like if there was a dogfight over the city of New York, uh, and, if yeah. New, and if New York was a planet. <laughs> yeah, if New York was an entire planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I really like uh, how how Stover described, like how he writes action scenes. Like he is very kinetic in his writing. Yeah, he has got a little bit of uh, like uh, Salvatore uh, would would, yeah. would be my like my closest my closest comparison for this. 
yeah, it's a it's, it's a very he's he, he's he's really again like he's he's good at spinning spinning a sentence when he wants to, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's he he wants to quite a bit in this novel. Yeah, um, I was a little bit distracted on the audiobook version, so they they produce these. So I just went back and listened to this this entire <laughs> this entire section of the battle. It is just filled with laser bursts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You because, know, like, they're trying to build the scene. But, like, it's hard to focus on the words when you're in pew, 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 pan left and right. <laughs> when you're driving in your car, it put me very on edge. Yeah, you know, uh, there there are moments in, in the audiobook, like, where, like, there will be, like, this low rumbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, like, sitting at home, uh, just minding my own business or listening to the audiobook at some point, And there was this low rumbling. And I, like, legitimately, like, got a little nervous. And I looked behind me. Like, I felt like there was someone behind me. <laughs> Wait, did they get earthquakes There's nobody in behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure how I feel about these sections um, where it just cuts out and then does, like, these almost like freeze frames on different characters or different Mm -hmm. moments this is blank or this is you know the moment when x and it does these long kind of descriptions right yeah see Um, i i i really like them um i think that like it it, it's 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 a a thing that has been like it's a benefit uh afforded by this being a novel and not a movie is that you have the time to step aside and like really like expand these expand on these characters that like mm-hmm. people know from the movies but like they are so much better like characterized in the in the book than they could ever be in the movie. Of course, I mean cuz you get you, you get actual description of what's going on in their head, what 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 motivations are bubbling up into, you know, the dialogue or the different beats that we that we already know. Yeah. yeah. I just I I, I I think I personally, if I if I can get in here and just Monday morning quarterback this, I would have I would have much preferred if this information was conveyed by by action instead of uh, exposition. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, but that's just like my my whole show don't tell thing, just being having been pounded into my head for my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think some of them work better than others. Yeah. I think uh, th- there are some descriptions later on, like the, the, these early ones. Like I, they're they're kind of basic stuff. But when you get to the point where it's like this is how someone is feeling about about a very specific situation, I think those work a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Also, like <laughs> this this makes the battle scene I think drag on for like way longer than it ought to, because mm-hmm. you're getting these kind of like character pieces, these character. Uh, you know, kind of portraits that are being painted and then you come back out and like, oh, we're still in the battle. It's yeah. it's still going <laughs> on. Like I'm not used to action scenes spanning, you know, fifty pages. Yeah, and this this specific one, like this the battle over Coruscant goes on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh because like as you mentioned, like we get uh we get like the Obi Wan character exposition, we get the Anakin character exposition exposition as well. And each of those are several pages long by themselves. Um, and, so and, we, and, get, we get, and then later we get the Obi-Wan and Anakin. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. That is, that is right here as well. Isn't it? <laughs> yep. That's yeah. all in this chapter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but, but, uh, I, I do like the Obi-Wan one because I, I just have always liked Obi-Wan as a character. You know, mm-hmm. I think that he's kind of got this, um, you know, simplicity to him where he's just kind of a decent dude, but pretty slow actually. Like he's, yeah. 
his 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 kind of sin the thing that makes him you know that's ultimately his downfall is like this complacency he's always like two steps behind and like that yeah that kind of it's it's a little bit of like always trusting that he will do the right things even though he's been at the forefront of seeing people not do the right things for almost his entire life yeah yeah (laughs) so like he's never uh he's never actually believed his own eyes on this Mm -hmm. and the fact that they say he's the ultimate jedi like he is the entire problem with the order writ large and that he is dependable, dependable to the point of predictability. And that yeah. means that you can just like lead them wherever you want and trap them because they're yeah, always going to do, you know, any yeah, given that's, that's what we get later on with the yeah. Jedi trap. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we, uh, the, I think, I think the Anakin, uh, one is also like, it's, it's, it's more interesting, like la- with later on context as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get like, I, I love the I love this refrain uh, from like the, the he he has this like metaphorical dragon in his heart that is mm-hmm. like like filling him with fear at all times essentially that he's like trying to hold back uh, and we get this constant refrain that like I I want to say this 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 uh, this phrase is probably said like at least ten times in the book of course uh, which is all things die Anakin Skywalker even stars burn out yeah and uh, and that fear is very unjedi like and ultimately. Um, I think is probably at the at the kernel of why he does what he does in this book. Like, you know, even stars burn out. Like, no matter what, you're going to die. Uh, you probably shouldn't be as attached to your life as you are, given that you, you know, are studying to not do that. But, like, Anakin is still, even three years later, feeling the impact of his mother's death, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, torturing himself about whether or not he could have done more. Right. Yeah. Like if, if he had been just like a moment sooner, if like uh, if and he, he does, uh, he, he still kind of holds that against Obi-Wan a little bit because he felt like Obi-Wan like didn't let him go when he wanted to. Yeah. Um, But it's like that. that's also something like, you know, he's he's got this fear in his heart that is not Jedi like. But like that's also uh, I think that that's a really like strong criticism of the Jedi in the book. Mm hmm. Uh, is that the Jedi Order is not like equipped at all to handle a Jedi like like Anakin Skywalker? No, no, because he's the chosen one. Um, but they do not treat him any differently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they still expect him to follow this like Jedi asceticism that like he is very clearly like not able to do. Like he mm-hmm. he has always let his emotions like control him, and yeah. he can't like he can't change that. Yeah. And the Jedi have tried all along to change that, and they just, like, it's never going to happen. No, no, and he's enabled by Obi-Wan. Like, Obi-Wan yeah. covers up for him and stuff. So, like, yeah, absolutely. The, <laughs> they are a match made in both heaven and hell, or whatever the <laughs> Force equivalent, equivalent of heaven is, and whatever the Force equivalent of hell is. Is there a hell yeah. in, the, in, in, in the Star Wars universe? Um, There is weird, like, Force, uh, like... A, a, a place in the force like a, a metaphysical place in the force okay uh that i believe has like a, basically a metaphor for heaven and hell in it but i can't remember the exact name of it mm. maybe i'll maybe i'll put that in in the, in the show notes <laughs> if i can remember what it is yeah yeah i just i know that it's it's like a real like live stream kind of thing if you die you return to it but i i wonder if there if there is like eternal punishment or whatever just because every yeah. everything has an analog um in, in yeah, the star yeah. wars universe so why not that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so then we get uh, we get the like the the crash landing on Grievous's ship after we've got that we've got this whole big battle scene, and then I, I really like like this book does a really 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 good job of uh, conveying the Anakin and Obi Wan uh, relationship. 
like they're like how how much like how, how well they work together like how how good of like how how good of friends they are like that they are brothers whatever right yeah and how dorky um, they are yeah and, and how and how dorky they are with each other <laughs> and i love it like it's so cute yeah. <laughs> um because so, we get this we get this moment where uh where after they crash land on the cruiser uh anakin jumps out and tells r2 to like find a computer and he's going to look for obi-wan and then Obi-Wan is right beside him and says, I appreciate the thought, Anakin, but I've already come for you. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just uh, like they, they, they've it feels like they're keeping score of who has the most quips. And, yes. they, and they just keep on trying to one up each other. It's uh, it's 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 pretty great. Yeah. And they yeah. and they literally keep score a little earlier on when they're when they're fighting the, the droids in space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have like a little uh, um, uh, what Gimli and uh, Orlando Bloom kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where we get that uh that exposition about them um being closer than brothers it's the whole this is obi-wan and anakin thing um yeah and it just kind of highlights um how much uh how much they kind of are are natural fit for each other right uh yeah absolutely um and then it, 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 in that discussion like in the, in that uh passage there's the whole discussion that i really like about how uh it like the, the the fight the schoolyard fights like over the subject of who would win in a fight between Obi Wan and Anakin. It's like whether Obi Wan's like unmatched cleverness would be Anakin's raw power straight up or whatever. <laughs> um, and they talk about how like oh, but the, but those fights always resolve themselves because like they would never fight each other because they're the team and both of them are sure they're they always will be. Yeah, there, there's there's no irony in that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no definitely 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 no dramatic irony whatsoever no 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 for no foreshadowing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah the, the, so they're leaning on a bunch of history in that um mm -hmm. like of the clone wars itself um I, I i forget because i think the what the attack of the clones is the movie that i've seen the least of mm -hmm. uh of uh, of them um i forget how much of that is even present in attack of the clones <laughs> Almost none. Uh, Attack of the Clones is actually, like, not even the Clone Wars. Like, the Attack of the Clones is the very end of that movie is the start of the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. And then the actual... So the Clone, Clone Wars is the three years between uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then and that's, like, the uh, the CGI cartoon, right? Yeah, the CGI cartoon. And then there's, like, several... There's also several novels. And uh, there was also the uh, the Jenny Tartakovsky cartoon that mm. I talk up all the time on this show. Oh, well. Which I don't know if you've ever seen that or not. No, I have not. Uh, it is, I, I believe, it is like considered non-canon at this point, uh, as most things uh, are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I believe the the the, the Clone Wars, the CGI cartoon, like kind of when it came out, it just kind of overwrote the Jindy Tartakovsky cartoon almost immediately. Oh. Uh, but I really love it. Like, I mean, you you know who Jindy Tartakovsky is? Like, you know his, his animation style. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, like the the Star Wars. Like the, the Star Wars drawn in that style and like with that with that with those sensibilities is just really really cool. That's something I've always liked. Yeah. No, I've never uh, I've never seen it, but man, it's crazy how you know not, not even not even ten years later they would just completely shove that down the memory hole. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of things to completely shove down the memory hole at this point. Yeah. It's uh the the expanded universe is really the Dark Souls two of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, don't break my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, we, we move on to, this is where we get like the first like major, uh, major digression from the film, I think. Yeah. Uh, where we get like this whole scene with, uh, with Count Dooku, um, where he, uh, 
where he's talking to to the he's talking to his master Lord Sidious, uh, who is shown in this not in, in this uh, in in this chapter as eventually as Palpatine, like right, they reveal right. him as Palpatine, which I don't I don't think that they do that in the movie until the very end. I mean, I mean, like, like everybody knows, right? But yeah, yeah. So there's I, no like official reveal. I, yeah, I forget when the actual reveal is. I, like here, it probably, mm, yeah, I, I have, I have, I have no recollection. Uh, but here, it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, it, it is shown because like they're they're set they're setting it up. Like we get a glimpse behind the scenes of the ruse that they've that yeah. they've kind of created. Yeah, and uh, as as you mentioned, there's absolutely no dramatic irony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, especially especially at the end of like the Dooku section, where like the last thing that he thinks in that section is treachery is the way of the Sith. Mm-hmm. No dramatic irony whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, Palpatine is a pretty straight up guy. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I remember um, having a lot more affection for Dooku in this than I recall ever having in the movies. I mean. Obviously, uh, uh, Christopher Lee's amazing, uh, but mm-hmm. here, like, this is I think one of the places where the where the this is section really expands on it because he's he's a classic psychopath. Like, he yeah, has... and he's like an actual character in this as opposed to just a caricature in the movies. Right, right. Like he's in here, he's like aristocratic, and you know everything about him is about this kind of like high appearance of dignity. Right, he is disgusted by. Uh, by, by, by what's his name grievous um mm-hmm. co- 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 coffee mcmetal face um yeah coffee mcmetal face <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> um, he's disgusted because he you know sees him as an abomination right he can't he can't really get rid of him but i just love this you know the the way that the way that they talk about it in his own terms about how you know he 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 knows when other people are you know expressing these emotions but even with his insight reaching into the force he can only see it as like different intensities of energy you know yeah yeah, and he like he he doesn't he 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 like translates emotions into things he understands, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I really like like how they describe like how it's like he doesn't understand really like friendship or love or like joy or whatever. So he translates them into things like like jealousy and possessiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because as you said, like he is he is like a classic psychopath. Like he yeah. ha- he does not feel. Um, and so that that's led up to and including like this whole thing where he like categorizes everyone in the galaxy uh into two two different categories and those categories are assets <laughs> that can be of use to him uh-huh. and threats which are which are to be eliminated <laughs> yeah um uh, i think like does it mention at some point him saying like in his weaker moments he, he he isn't even sure that other people exist yeah i think it does yeah i think you're right yeah um but yeah he's a he's a real kind of classic piece of shit um, yep, and I, uh, they 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 also play up uh, a little bit later on, like that he is a he's hella racist. Oh, of course, <laughs> because why not? Yeah. yeah, I mean because I mean the empire is racist. Like we that that's that's pretty set in stone, right? Like, um, <laughs> given all of the Nazi regalia that we saw in episode, yeah. episode seven, I probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even before that, like it is the, the empire is an empire of man, right? Like it is, yeah, it is a human centric organization. It is not. It was never meant to be um, inclusive. Inclusive, yeah. And they actually like they they go into a little bit with that, where that's the reason why the Trade Federation and why the 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 CIS, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, like why they are all non humans, mm-hmm. is so that when 
when this plan comes to fruition and they have to like reluctantly like denounce the CIS, like they're, they're denouncing like aliens. Right. Right. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's so great because you can see the pieces moving so much more clearly. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, names being set up by fiat. Right. Yeah. Like you, (laughs) I've never, I've never quite understood the machinations of the way the, of of the way the empire was put together, you know, until I actually saw it spelled out here, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's um, it's definitely Dooku is, is is far more interesting here. I never heard of the Lost Twenty either before. Yeah, th- th- that's something that's been brought up only. That, that's really only an expanded universe thing. Like that, that's something they've only ever really brought up in books and stuff. Um, but that that's that's just Jedi who left the Order for one reason or another. Yeah, just apostates. Like they don't necessarily have to be have to be evil. Um, Correct. Yeah. Yeah, they're just the the order could not give them what they needed, so they moved on. Mm-hmm. And it just um, it just turns out that a couple of them are Sith lords. Yeah, it just turns out that that Dooku is a real real shithead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then the, the, I guess uh, we didn't we didn't specify this, but I really love how uh, this this is another thing that um, Stover does, where he constantly refers to uh, Sidious or Palpatine as the Shadow. Mm-hmm. And I love like the like how evocative that is of like uh, the there there are moments where like when you see Sidious like sitting in uh, in 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 shadow like it's like he's not even there because he is he is at home in the darkness. Right, right. It's like okay, here's Palpatine. That is the body uh, that 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 you see when Sidious is presenting himself. Like I think I get the impression that Stover is talking about the impression that he leaves in the Force pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Like. Like, like, like th- that, that is his actual manifestation, which is this, you know, beast of shadow that rises up and looms out of him. Right. Right. Yeah. It's but pretty- yeah, so we, uh, we, we get that whole, we, we get that whole conversation that we talked about. And then <laughs> I love, I love how, uh, they're, they're discussing like what the plan is with Anakin and city or, uh, Dooku is just like, so disgusted by the, the mechanical arm that Anakin has <laughs> revolting. I just like, I, yeah, I, 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 I just hear the, like the sneer on his lips like as he says revolting <laughs> a, tr- a true gentleman would have learned to fight one-handed <laughs> like come on man yeah like maybe you shouldn't have cut off his hand then and i think palpatine even says that like perhaps you should have spared him his arm <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't don't turn your nose up at the solution to a problem you created man yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah like they're, they're setting this up um well we didn't a kind of outline is okay so palpatine is being held but he's being quote-unquote held of his own volition he, yeah, he's, yeah he's, like this this is all his plan yeah the, the 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 plan being to draw out um obi-wan specifically um you know kind of being driven by um anakin and his own friendship with palpatine um to get here and have this have this fight with um uh with what's the name dooku in order to kill obi-wan like what he wants is to kind of like sever this linchpin because mm-hmm. Palpatine sees Obi-Wan as kind of the last thing standing in his way uh, from. Yeah. The, Obi-Wan uh, is holding Anakin back basically. Right. Right. So, yeah. And you have here in the notes saying like, Oh, the death of Obi-Wan would be the death of the Republic. Yeah. Like that's, that's a thing that, that after, after some consideration, Dooku decides that that much, that's the case. Yeah. Uh, and then we then we get like the actual duel with Dooku, like uh, Anakin and Obi Wan make their way through the ship, and it's it's you know it's just a bunch of I, I love how uh, uh, 
Dooku at one point talks about how like it's it's a bunch of low comedy with battle droids. <laughs> yeah, he's like watching them on the on the video screens and just like looking at them, just like clunking droids' heads together like they're the three <laughs> fucking stooges. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like rolling his eyes like, yeah. oh my god, these guys are idiots. <laughs> It'll show him we're idiots or we'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so we move into this duel and. uh there, there are several descriptions here that I just like. I love. I just, I, I'm sure you're looking like I just like put a bunch of quotes from, <laughs> from the book in here. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 thing is, is that like Dooku, uh, when he when he's like building his his power, like with the Force, like when he's building his dark side power, he talks about how like, uh, it isn't that, uh, the dark side takes him to the center of the Force; it makes him the center of the Force. Right. <laughs> Not just the center of the Force, the center of the universe. Or, yeah, yeah, the center of the universe. Yeah, you're right. yeah. Because um, he's a selfish brick, and contrast that with uh, with Obi Wan, uh, who is described as being this uh, transparent being, this window into a sunlit meadow of the Force. Um, yeah, which yeah. which sounds like a commercial for like an air freshener or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they do they do a really good job with making Obi Wan seem like a commercial for an air freshener throughout this book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like you can just see like like it's like Obi Wan's outline with uh, with a meadow behind in the outline, and then it just says Glade. <laughs> yeah it, well it's 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 cut into the screen of flaming lines by the by the lightsaber itself <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah uh but then uh it's so, so this is all like uh this is from dooku's perception this is what he's seeing yeah uh and then he sees he sees uh anna he sees anakin as a storm cloud flickering with dangerous lightning building the rotation that threatens a tornado yeah and that is like man that is evocative for like anakin skywalker's anger yeah, like he's not even in motion at the at at this point really. Like he is just sensing, you know, his own presence, right? And mm-hmm. you know, by contrast, like we said, you know, Palpatine isn't just a shadow, he's a he's an event horizon, this whole black hole. Um Yeah, like he he is just seem, appears entirely ordinary. Like yeah. he, there's there's no sensing the power that that lies beneath what Palpatine projects. Right. You you just know it's powerful. You don't know the depths of it. Yeah. yeah. And his um but you know this this again is is something that we really benefit from by having this be you know, a novel with a, a you know a narrator um, by understanding what is in people's heads because we get we get this occasionally with different Jedi. Um, another great example of this is what we see with Mace Windu later. Um, is kind of the different mechanics or metaphors that each individual person applies to their relationship with the Force or the way mm-hmm. they perceive everybody else. In in a movie, all that we get is like vague vague talks about the power or vague talks about you know sensing people when they walk in. Um, or we see the actual like physical manifestations of like, oh, I'm going to pull my lightsaber over here. Here, yeah, like it, it actually does feel like um, this thing that isn't just a power that uh, people channel, but um, something that informs the way they see the world and the other the other people around them. And to see how it differs from person to person actually reveals, I think, a lot of good detail um, about these individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then we get it. We get into the actual lightsaber duel, which mm-hmm. uh, is very. I think it's very. Uh, I, I actually have a question for you. Okay. Um, how much did all of the different lightsaber form names throw you off? Not very, because they would introduce it. So, like, what Ataro or Shicho yeah, and Makashi. Yeah. It's, so he would introduce them, and then he would also give like a like a brief summary of what it was. Like, oh, this one is flowing and fast and this one is more like defensive and retreating um yeah yeah i i don't know like i hear that and i think oh that's a, that's just like a goofy name that they used <laughs> you know in 
in lieu of something from our world itself. It's kind of like I, I just kind of roll with that as a as the price you pay for genre fiction. You know? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, I just I I, I was kind of curious like about specific things like that because like it, it he uses those names a lot throughout this book. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that, like, not, not not even like other Star Wars books necessarily use those names that often. Oh wow! So so like it this is, is like just an outsized representation of these names. Yeah, it, it it is a little unusual that you that you are hearing about like what lightsaber form people are using as they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's I think that's a testament to like Stover's particular style in yeah. in describing action scenes. Yeah. Well, he introduces it, describes it, and then eventually those names pop up again as just shorthand for the way that that person fights. We get that yeah. again yeah. with Mace Windu later on. Um, but I think where the rubber hits the road on that is like when they're describing the way that like Obi Wan fights, how he is yes. always on retreat as a, as opposed to uh, you know Anakin who was always on the attack. Uh, I, yeah, I think yeah. that that is like the the salient part of it. The name is just like, hey, it's Star Wars. This is a different yep. world, and we have to have <laughs> we have to have a different name for stuff, and that's that's fine. Uh, you know, you roll your eyes and then you move on. Yeah. So because because specifically what happens is that when Anakin and Obi Wan first start fighting against Dooku, uh, they take they take up uh, these these lightsaber forms or whatever, uh, and then. Uh, quick, the Dooku quickly realizes that uh, this has all been a ruse, and <laughs> they were they were using forms that they are not proficient in uh, to trick him. Yeah, they're hustling him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, they're they're pool sharks. They're lightsaber pool sharks. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, but they're definitely. Um, I, I like the nature of their ruse because they're playing into uh dooku's perception of them because yeah you know he, he looks at what they're doing and the way they're fighting with each other and he thinks oh they're so used to being too two Jedi against against an army of incompetence. They're not yes. used to being two Jedi against one single incredibly competent foe. And like they they're actually using Dooku's arrogance against him. Yeah, which is which is really, really well done. Uh like to where uh, uh Dooku kinda taunts Obi Wan. He's like, Your moves are too slow, Kenobi, too predictable. You'll have to do better. <laughs> Very and well, Obi Wan just kind of like yeah, yeah, Obi Wan just kinda gently smiles and then launches up in the air and then all of a sudden it is on. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> This isn't even my final form. It just goes for it. <laughs> right. his, yeah. his hair goes blonde. It spikes up. <laughs> That's a, this is an interesting turn. <laughs> Turns out Star Wars was Dragon Ball Z yeah, all along. And then Goku shows up and says, guys, guys, we have to go save Namek. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> so, yeah. Um, at some point, um, Obi-Wan gets knocked out. And that's kind of a... Yes. Um, uh, th- th- that is a fixture of these early battles, which is... Obi-Wan is taken out of commission and Anakin has to go to links to save him. But <laughs> well, when Obi-Wan's away, um, Anakin will do terrible, terrible things often at the yeah, behest and, of, uh, Anakin's ang- anger will play. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so Dooku kind of spins Anakin up into a rage, uh, and then Palpatine from the chair is like telling it, telling Anakin, like you use this strength that you're, that you're feeling like use this power and kill him. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you know, this move, this happens in the movie too, but it's a little, you know, it's a, it's a little more expanded in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, but I also like that this chapter again ends with treachery is the way of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as Dooku realizes that, uh, Sidious has betrayed him. Yeah. Uh, he, he really realizes that, uh, no, he, he has moved from an asset to a liability mm-hmm. that, you know, he is not the, you know, the ultimate, uh, apprentice that uh that Sidious wants or needs and he understood that 
even though this was a trap, um, you know, for Obi-Wan, um, you know, it is, it, it, it is the way of a Sith master to make it so that no matter what happens, they win. So yes. regardless of, of if Dooku dies, all that matters is that Anakin's piece on the board moves closer to the Palpatine side because, you know, I, I don't want to make light of this. The whole relationship between, you know, between Sidious slash Palpatine and Anakin feels weirdly like grooming behavior. Uh, it is a hundred percent that like, yeah. it, I think, I think they actually like specifically, like it is actually specifically described that way in this book. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, just like in, in terms of, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is, it is explicitly this kind of seductive thing in a way that puts me on edge. Yep. <laughs> not, not, not just <laughs> and, in the grand uh, sense of like seduction, you know, away from the light side to the dark side, but like between these two people from an older man to a younger man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Cole, I have a, I have a quick question for you. Okay. Do you know what the Sith rule of two is? No. Okay. So the Sith rule of two is that it was, uh, I believe it was instituted by Darth Bane, who was a Sith like two millennia before this book takes place. Okay. Uh, and it is the idea that there will always be two Sith, a master and, a, and an apprentice. Okay. Uh, this, is um, this is starting to sound familiar. Yeah, you, you, you've you probably heard of this just like in passing. Like, th this is something I've talked about with uh, several of my guests, but people know more about Star Wars than they think they do mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, uh, Because yeah. you just picked up a lot through cultural osmosis. Yes. Uh, even if you're not really paying attention to it. Yeah. But, so the, the, the rule of two uh, has been in place for all this time. So presumably Dooku knows about the rule of two. <laughs> so like, what is he doing? I, I I think he honestly has not accounted for where Anakin fits into the plan because like Sidious has only ever said, we're going to kill Obi-Wan because he is the, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he is what's standing in the way. I, I honestly yeah. think that in his, in his arrogance, assuming that he will be the center of this universe, uh, he never accounted for the fact that he would be a loose end. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I guess there is also like that bit earlier on about how like he 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 will make Anakin like the the commanding general of the Sith army. Yeah, yeah. But again, like it, it's <laughs> not like like Dooku. Like you were, you're one of the two Sith. Like that's it. It's just you two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although, does that account for uh for for for, for what's his name uh Peter Serafinowicz's character Darth Maul? Uh, Darth Maul is a, uh, he, he, he was around, uh, du Dooku, uh, ostensibly didn't become a Darth, a, a Sith Lord until after, uh, Darth Maul was killed. Oh, wow. Is, is the implication. Okay. Huh. So he was, he, he like, he was taken from this, from his position and then like promoted to it. Yeah. I, I, I had yes, the sense yeah. that Count Dooku was, uh, was operational well before that. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, there's also like Dark Jedi. Uh, so something like, I, I don't know if you know who, and, and for example, an Asajj Ventress is. No, I don't. Uh, she is, she is like a dark Jedi that is, uh, prominent in the Clone Wars cartoon. Okay. So like rogue Jedi who use the powers of the force, but are not specifically aligned with the, the capital S Sith. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, that, 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 but, that clarifies it for me. But yeah, I just, I, I just wanted to talk about how city or about how Dooku is just like blatantly ignoring the rule of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I you know everything with Dooku seems like it can be chalked up to arrogance. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's very clearly like that's his fatal flaw. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but then we get I think I think this is the first like this is the first like amazing. Uh, this is blank because it's describing a moment rather than a character. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is this is the death of Count Dooku. 
Yeah. It's like Dooku's really like the way this is done. Oh, very much so, because like it is Anakin understanding what what Jedi, you know, SOP is, which is not to kill somebody in cold blood, but if they're yep. surrendering themselves to you, take you know, t- take them captive, and Palpatine, you know, urging him on, kind of for no reason. <laughs> I yeah, mean, well, for, for, I no, mean, for no for no apparent reason. reason. Yeah, for I mean, no, yeah, for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, like this this is looking into this moment as Anakin has his own lightsaber in one hand and Dooku's lightsaber in the other, and you know, it's positioned like as a scissor around his head. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the 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 passage in this in this section that just like has always hit me really hard is uh, this passage I have in the notes, which is he has existed only for this this to be the victim of Anakin Skywalker's first cold blooded murder, first but not he knows the last. Then the blades cross at his throat, uncross like scissors, scissors mm-hmm. snip, <laughs> and all of him becomes nothing at all. Yeah, that last line's like, really man, good. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but one of the things in the book that I think really doesn't come across in the movies in the movie at all is like this, like this murder, like really weighs on Anakin, right? Like it really affects him for the rest of the book. Yeah, all of his transgressions up to this point have been like disobeying orders because he's a loose cannon who follows his own rules. He's yeah. never actually <laughs> like he's never committed like a, a huge a huge sin. Um, I guess aside from taking a wife and ultimately her fathering a child, which yeah. Jedi, you know, capital J Jedi are not supposed to do. Um, but like this is, this feels like something that he knows he can't come back from, but he's in some some form of denial about um, yeah. what this will actually, what it will actually do. Yeah, and you could you could make an argument that like his first major sin would be like the the killing the Tusken Raiders uh, oh, on Tatooine yeah, yeah, yeah. with his mom, but like. I think you could also, at the same time, very easily make the argument that he was, that that was like an act of like, that that wasn't cold-blooded. Like, that's the difference, is that killing yeah. Dooku is in cold blood. Dooku is is a prisoner yeah. at this point. Yep, yeah. du- du- uh, Dooku is a prisoner. He's definitely, you know, a war criminal. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he, he is an enemy combatant, but, uh, you know, th- there is no direct motivation of revenge, you know, Correct. for this. There's no, there, there's, there, uh, there's no justice to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Not although this is actually like a uh, there's this whole debate between Palpatine and Anakin where mm-hmm. he talks about how like oh I shouldn't have done that like that's that's not justice and uh, Palpatine is oh the revenge is the foundation of justice and it always has been. <laughs> yep. Just just drip feeding Anakin his little bits of philosophy. Yep. <laughs> and he spends a lot of time in this book doing that. Like as yeah. you said, grooming him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, like, the other part that makes this way heavily is, like, later on, you know, Anakin, you know, it's the same old song and dance. He is, you know, he <laughs> he is uh, lauded as a hero for his actions here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, despite, like, again, like, killing someone in cold blood. Like, right. that is, that, that, that ostensibly makes Anakin himself a war criminal. Mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, yeah. Duke, Duke uh, but is then, off the table, though. Yeah, Dooku's gone. Uh, goodbye, to, goodbye to him for the rest of this book. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we got an actual good character out of him, and not just like five seconds of him in the movie. Yeah, not just a waste of Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that makes me really mad. Does that make you really mad? Like that Christopher Lee was wasted like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's passed. Like any like any great actor, um, especially like in their later years. You know, you only get so many roles for them, and I understand. You know especially in like really 
you know, especially in British actors, there is that tendency of like, well, I'm just going to work because I'm a working actor. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get Michael Caine doing Jaws 4 so he can pay for his, <laughs> you know, pay for his beach property or whatever. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, like I I have a tremendous amount of, of affection for Christopher Lee, even from like camera horror film days and stuff. And just like you find out that he is in here and he's barely a presence at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I've actually like I've watched some like special features where he talked about like how he was really happy to be a part of Star Wars, mm-hmm. which like I'm, I'm glad that 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 he liked that. But man, like he deserves so much better. Yep. <laughs> he, he deserved what happened in this book, not what we got in the movie. Yeah. Not what, not what we actually um, saw on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. So then the uh, the very last thing that happens here, uh, right before they, they go off on their, their escape, uh, is that I, I really like the way that Anakin's loyalty is shown. Oh, yeah. Um, with this moment where uh, Palpatine is, like, really insistent that, like, oh, we should just leave Obi-Wan. We don't have time to save him. And Anakin's <laughs> like, no, his fate will be the same as ours. Like, he, we are not leaving without him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's presented as this virtue. Um, and I think that, like... I think Stover is using the same the same term for this, you know, loyalty throughout in order yes. to actually like show us the different color and contrast of what that actually is because here it's loyalty and he is doing whatever he can to save his friend. Um over the course of the book it morphs into toxic codependence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and know? I think yeah, it, it, I, it, I, it, I think <laughs> Oh good. Oh, I was going to say I think uh, I think that's like especially clear like with Padme later on. Oh yeah, the, the relationship between Anakin and Padme is no good. No, no good, not all. in the slightest. <laughs> right, but, but uh, yeah, he goes we, back and the... go ahead. Oh, he goes back and rescues uh, Obi Wan. I think like roughs up his unconscious body a little bit, getting him getting him up and down ladders. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't I couldn't imagine being Obi Wan at this point. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, so but then we're uh, going then... after Grievous, right? Yeah, we we get like our first like major scene with Grievous. Like he he popped up a little bit earlier, but this is like this is where you really see like Grievous like at his at his like his mightiest. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't have that stupid cough right. that he has in the movie, which is great. <laughs> uh, and he's like he's like legitimately a little scary in the book. I think. Yeah, um, I think it's because it never actually like really describes the way he looks that much. You mm-hmm. get these kind of like really close up descriptions of like, oh, here's his face and the yellow eyes, or here's the way this this one particular arm looks. Um it's been it, it had been long enough since I since I saw the movie that actually reading this I was able to put together my own kind of picture of him as this, you know, mechanical abomination. Uh yeah. that is like much cooler <laughs> than what was actually presented. What we actually got. I think in the yeah. movie he yeah, in the movie he looks way too uh like way too pristine. Uh, but here, you know, it, he is presented as, you know, being this kind of like ramshackle collection of, of droid pieces that has this organic core at the center of it. There's no real sense of his history, aside from the fact that he is, you know, a Jedi hunter and he fights using these lightsabers that were, uh, you know, that the, they're basically trophies. Yeah, yeah. He talk, there's like the, this whole description about how like he's never built or or bought a lightsaber. He's only taken them from the Jedi that he's killed himself. Mm hmm. Which is a big deal, yeah. And uh, so, so then we get uh, again, we get some more, some more low comedy with a uh, with uh, Anakin, Palpatine, and, and Obi Wan like kind of trying to escape. Um, and they uh, they get down to the hangar bay, 
or they're I guess they're on their way to the hangar bay, and Palpatine's like, oh, we need to go. We you should go for Grievous. Like you need to kill Grievous. Like <laughs> think of it as like if you kill Grievous, like you've you've killed both the political and the military leader of the Separatists in one fell swoop. Right. Like like Palpatine wants to go wants to go for the Yahtzee here. Like mm-hmm. with with the uh, the Trade Federation <laughs> completely disabled, he will be able to. Uh, you know, to make his, uh, you know, to make his more, you know, his moves, he will have the necessary capital to do it. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> there's, there's that whole, there's that whole conversation where like, uh, uh, Anakin's like, no, like my, my, my priority is just to save you. And Palpatine's like, well, I can make an order. And Anakin's like, well, with respect, sir, you can't, uh, the Jedi council answers to the Senate, <laughs> not to you. Uh, and then right. Palpatine, I, I love like the descriptions, like Palpatine's face darkens and he's like, that may change. <laughs> Which um, gets into one of my complaints about about this book in general or this part of the story. How much conflict, how much of all of these problems uh, would be avoided if people just fucking talked? I, I, I feel <laughs> like that's like a general like problem with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, so you have Palpatine talking to Anakin and just kind of like, oh, you can't tell me what to do yet. What do you mean by yeah? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, just like tell me. (laughs) But I mean, Palpatine also like has his... (laughs) Palpatine has his fingers steepled. Like he's like very, very menacingly plotting the entire movie or the entire book. Excellent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, then we we get this like little cutaway. Actually, I really really like this uh, with with Lorth Nita, uh, who's the, the captain or commander of... Uh, one of the Republic ships, uh, and he he hails Grievous and like offers him a offers him a chance to surrender. And like there's this there's this whole like really I, I really like the conversation between the two of them, uh, mm-hmm. where Grievous he, he Grievous like tells him that he has ten that Nita has ten minutes to like clear a uh, clear path for him to jump to hyperspace. Um, and Grievous is like, well, look, like I have I have Palpatine, so you're gonna you're gonna have to do that. And Nita is like, well, if you have him, like you you'll show him to me, right? Uh, and then they have that whole thing where the the Nemoidian like blanches when he sees the uh, Dooku's decapitated body uh, laying on the <laughs> on the ground. Yep. And then Nita's like, we, you know what? If you're not gonna show him to me, you have this you you have the same uh, offer that you gave me. You have ten minutes to surrender before we destroy the ship. Right. Yeah, I, I I forget the I forget the back and forth on this. Like Nita, Lita doesn't really uh, register for me. He's what he's the yeah. viceroy, right? Yeah, uh, he uh, no the, uh, it, the 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 Nemoidian was just like some random random guy that was. Uh, Lord Nita is just a a guy that's like a captain of a Republic ship. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. He's he's not a, like a major character or anything. He's just he's actually somebody <laughs> that uh, I was surprised was in this book. <laughs> oh. Where else does he uh, pop because, up? Uh, he he was uh, uh, Captain Nita was one of Padme's like uh, bodyguards or whatever in the first movie in the Phantom oh. Menace. Okay, uh, but only for like a moment. Like he barely shows up. Weird. But yeah, so that's you know that's that. I I, thought, I, I just thought that was kind of a fun little conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we move on to what I think is like the the most hilarious and stupidest part of this book. Oh jeez! Uh, which which is Obi Wan? <laughs> this whole passage with Obi Wan waking up and staring at Anakin's butt. Yeah, he's never seen it from this angle, and he's also never been 
this close to it, but he's pretty sure it's Anakin's butt, or at least the clothing <laughs> on his butt. Like, it gets into yep. real... <laughs> very detailed for no reason whatsoever yeah i mean except to you know show just the uh the level to which the kind of dad humor um has seeped into obi-wan's entire being so, yeah yeah which yeah. is 100 percent what this is because like i also like who I, other than this book i don't think that i've ever read a star wars book where the word butt is printed in the book oh yeah I forget. We were, we were recording something here recently. I think it was like an abject suffering. Um, and uh, w- Wikipedia came up, and uh, okay. s- somehow I, I forget where we where we landed on it, but we discovered that there is a whole page uh, for breast. Yes, yeah, my, that's my favorite Wikipedia page because it's so stupid. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's it's separated into into just like okay, here's the basic. Here's the basic description of what breasts are. Here's mm-hmm. all of the mentions of breasts and stuff that is still canon. And then pages upon pages upon pages of any time a breast has come up in anything that is not canonical now. <laughs> Including a picture of Anakin Skywalker revealing his chest. Yeah, it's um, it's it's not great. <laughs> nope, it's real bad. It's real bad is what I would say it is. Yep. Oh, but yeah, they're 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 escaping up this uh, elevator shaft, and Obi Wan mm-hmm. wakes up, and this is where the you know the the cover up story starts taking place, right? Like, oh, I killed him, but it it definitely didn't happen the way it really did. Yep, it was definitely like it was just in the fight. Like, yep. I definitely didn't like have him as a prisoner. Yeah, <laughs> he totally let himself be decapitated. He's, he's, yep, he seemed to kind of like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this because I think it's a little goofy. Uh, but the whole the whole, we get that whole scene with like Anakin and Padme giving gifts to each other. That what bearing did that have on anything? Uh, I think it's really just to show like the the level of commitment in their relationship and like I think specifically like how much Anakin like how how Anakin feels about her. Okay, kind of like um, is it's his motivation that he summons up to you know like I'm to, gonna I'm gonna get out of here safe. Yeah, I, I think part of it was like. Uh, Obi-Wan told Anakin, like, oh, we we need to leave without R2. Mm. Uh, and similar to when uh, Palpatine told uh, told him to leave Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. uh, he's, look, like, he's like, look, I'm not going to leave someone that I care about. Yeah. And uh, you know, look, Obi-Wan is still skeptical about, about Anakin's attachment to both R2 and C-3PO. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then we, uh, then we get the whole scene with, uh, with, the the ray shield like they all get captured in this ray shield mm-hmm. uh and the the droids show up to like take them prisoner and anakin doesn't have his lightsaber because one of the one of grievous's bodyguards has it and i i love this whole argument like it's so cute like the way that they needle each other here <laughs> I, I i forget the way that uh the, the way that it played out uh it's so so obi-wan is like giving anakin uh some guff about like having lost his lightsaber he's like uh he's like you know like what how, how many times have you have we talked about this uh and uh <laughs> and anakin is like obi-wan there anakin's like obi-wan that lightsaber is your life and he like impresses it, it does an impression of obi-wan mm-hmm. and it's just like they're, they're like kind of kind of arguing like lightheartedly back and forth yeah. to each other and I just, I just love like the way that it's just, it's another like little signifier of like the way that their relationship is, like oh, how, yeah. how close and like how comfortable they are with each other. Yeah. Well, if your head wasn't screwed on, it would, uh, I, there's probably some joke about there about <laughs> lightsaber decapitation, but I, I'm yeah, not quick much. enough to assemble it in a way that, that that's funny. So I'll, I will give the listeners the component pieces of that joke um, and let them make it themselves. 
Yeah, send, send me a tweet uh, <laughs> with, with your favorite lightsaber decapitation joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this leads up. Um, to what I think is one of my one of my favorite lines in this, which relates, I think specifically to the uh, um, Anakin piloting the, uh, the 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 remains of the ship down to the uh, you know down to the surface of Coruscant. Right? Is that about mm-hmm. where we're at? Uh, we before we get to that, we get to uh, the we we have the whole fight between Obi Wan and Anakin and Grievous. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Uh, which which the only th- the only thing I really want to mention of this is uh, we get uh, we get another one of an- another passage. Uh, this is Obi Wan Kenobi in the light, and it does this. It gives this whole description about how like he is he is part of everything on the ship. Mm-hmm. Like he is like he he is like let the force flow into him in a way that like he he can sense everything. Like he can control it. He's like like easily like perfectly in control of this situation and the one thing that i just i love 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 is the very last passage of this part is uh there there will be battle here but he is perfectly at ease perfectly content to let the battle start when it will start and let it end when it will end just as he will let himself live or let himself die this is how a great jedi makes war (laughs) like man like that last line this is how a great jedi makes war because like that's uh, that's what obi-wan is like he is the greatest of the jedi right yeah um, and I think I think that that line also like specifically uh, is really indicative of how Matthew Stover feels about Obi Wan. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a it, it's got a little bit of the uh, like the a little bit of Dune in it, right? Like I am the you know the reed and the wind or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, just the, the the entire all of the effort that Stover puts into casting Obi Wan as just this kind of pure and empty vessel for the force that it can that, mm-hmm. that it can kind of uh flow through up to the point where like it it takes away a little bit of obi-wan's agency in a lot of these situations just because like he is not actually consciously acting he is just there to be moved by the force itself yeah yeah but still still wonderfully written yeah oh yeah for sure it's uh it, it <laughs> again they have room to use imagery um and i like the way that each each different person who uh you know <laughs> who is uh, at the whim of the force has the you know has their own imagery and relationship to it yeah so yeah then then they dispose of grievous uh well they grievous escapes and then we get to the thing that you want to talk about yeah yeah so anakin skywalker this you know masterful pilot uh he decides to um you know take this ship it's like half of a ship there are no there are no rear thrusters or anything there's no real place for them to to land on Coruscant again, it's this you know city planet. There's <laughs> everything is there, um, you know, and and this ship is you know sinking fast. Uh, it is you know descending through the atmosphere, and so Anakin takes uh, takes his place at the control panel, which was not made for human hands, and you know does something here. You have you have you have a, an excerpt. Um, let me see here. This was Anakin's. Oh, I lost it. Where is it? Oh yeah, this is Anakin Skywalker's masterpiece. Yes, yes. This is like this is masterpiece piloting a ship that has no thrusters by Mm -hmm. you know feathering these different hatches open to manage the drag in order to you know get this flaming Hulk down to the bottom. And like the, the the thing that I really liked about this, the line that stood out was something about every single second that they held together was a miracle, but. How many of how many miracles can you expect to be strung together in a row? Yeah, yeah, I really like that line and the the whole like what he's doing right now transcends mirror flying the way Jedi tr- combat transcends a schoolyard scuffle. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I yeah and, and like I also really like how it's like it's like this whole thing is described like he is like the 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 master of a concerto, mm-hmm. 
like he is like a composer and like this is like his this is his masterpiece as they say yeah he he is one with the ship <laughs> just, yes i just like the idea of like <laughs> okay i'm gonna open and close this door in order to make sure we fly in just the right way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah because it is it is very clear at this point that like that uh th- this ship that they're on like is already like a it's not even designed to be landed on a planet right and like as you said it's a half a ship like it is going to crash like they are going to crash like that is what that's what is going to happen yeah it's like buzz lightyear they're gonna crash with style yeah <laughs> yeah anakin skywalker's style <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then, uh, the, the, again, like, I, f- I feel like I'm reading a lot of lines, but like, again, like, man, Matthew Stover, what a, what an author. Uh, the very last line of this, of this part of the book is between his will and the will of the force. There is no contest. Uh, oh, uh, uh, again, no dramatic irony whatsoever. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we move into part two seduction. Yeah. The, the whole first part of the book was that battle scene. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, it is. It is nice to get some time to breathe. I think. Yes. Yeah, and we we definitely have some time to breathe here. Yeah, because now we get a lot of we get a lot of, a lot of character moments and a little less action. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is something I never thought I would say about anything related to the to the, to the prequel. Uh, the political maneuvering here uh, is actually pretty entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. I like uh, you know seeing how everything is being moved around and just getting this impending sense of doom as the noose tightens around the Jedi order, you know, yeah. for as, for as much as they probably deserve to be, uh, to, to take a couple of blows. Uh, it still sucks because I've got some affection for people like Yoda and Obi-Wan, you know? Yeah. I, I like an Obi-Wan. I think yeah. that's pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so then we get a, we get, we get another, we get another passage about the dark and we get the, this time the dark is also patient. <laughs> uh, and I like the line, the darks, the darks patience, patience is infinite. Eventually even stars burn out. Yeah. Um, cough, cough, Anakin Skywalker's <laughs> dead dragon heart. Of cough. course. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's weird. I, I never, I never drew the connection. There's a little bit of like a, like a first Corinthians vibe to this too. Love is patient. Love, mm-hmm. love is kind. Oh yeah. 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 It's like, like a, I, I hadn't considered that until you said it. Yeah. I, who knows if that's intentional or not. It just seems like a, it, like a, like a dark, a dark mirror of that. Yeah, I, I could I could very well see that being something that Stover did intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we uh, th- this is where we get to we get to see Mace Windu for the first time. Everybody loves Mace Windu. Yeah, yeah. Samuel he's, uh, Jackson. He's got, yeah, he's got a lightsaber with the handle that says "Bad Motherfucker" on it. <laughs> a purple lightsaber, no <laughs> doubt. I love that lightsaber. Right. Yep, it's a dope lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, uh, Mace is there, and he's got no patience for Palpatine's shit. No, no, <laughs> not, not in the slightest. Like Palpatine, like kind of tries to schmooze up to him a little bit. He's like, "Oh, you've always been the very, a very great help to me, or whatever." And Mace is just like, "The Jedi are honored to serve the Senate, sir." Yep, emphasis on Senate. You just face yeah. emphasis on Senate. <laughs> yeah, um, and we get a we get a sense of Mace's viewpoint here. His relationship and what he sees through the Force uh, is kind of gift or his power is to see the fault lines between people. He sees everything as kind of this large crystalline structure. And in looking at the way people are related and potential disasters between them, it's almost like seeing a fault line or the place where, you know, the order is most likely to shatter. 
Right. Yeah. They, they describe it as like, like seeing like where, like the, the point on a, on a gym, like where if you hit a gym with a hammer, like there are points on a gym where the structural, uh, integrity is especially weak so that you could just shatter it easily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you, it's how you kill Emma Frost. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and th- this is, uh, this is described in greater detail in the novel Shatterpoint, also written by Matthew Stover, uh, which is a oh. Mace Windu point of view book. Uh, and something that I was I was going to cover for this uh, podcast, but that has been moved to an indeterminate point in the future. Oh, what when does, when does that be, take? Oh, good. Uh, Shatterpoint takes place uh, in during the Clone Wars. It is before before this. Okay. Yeah. Um. It it was supposed to actually be the episode before this, like mm-hmm. the episode before yours. Okay. Because uh, I felt like it was a it was a good little duet, but we had some we had some stuff come up, so oh. we moved it to a point in the future. Okay. And I didn't want to move this because this book is too good to not cover. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've got plenty of uh, plenty of Clone Wars material where that'll fit in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Palpatine right now is very resistant to the idea of making any kind of any kind of truce. Right. Yeah. Because like I, I think Mace is actually pushing him here. So like, oh, now that Dooku is dead, like we should be per- we should be per- uh, pursuing a, a diplomatic end to the war. Mm hmm. Yeah, but um, Palpatine only wants an unconditional surrender, and he makes an okay argument about that just by saying, you know, if if it is not um, complete, you know, if it feels like we give in any way, all we are going to be doing is creating problems with ourselves with these systems in the future. Yeah, like we are we are legitimizing their government, which right. like that's a that's a pretty decent argument, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not just like a complete, you know, Mr. Burns going up there and doing like nonsensical things just be, you know just to be a dick. He's definitely got Yeah, his no, own... I mean he's he he is like a fine politician in his own right. Yeah. And and I also mean, you kind of have to be even with your Sith powers to right. become the Supreme Chancellor of the Republic, right? Yeah. And we, and we've also seen that like he is in charge of both sides of this. So he can decide which <laughs> which one is yeah. uh, you know like <laughs> he, he he decides when and where this ends. You know, all, like all of this is him fighting his Bakugans in order in order to get uh, Anakin <laughs> under under his control, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um and then, so then there's this, I really like that. I think this, this discussion between Obi-Wan and Anakin, again, like I, I keep calling it cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very cute. Like, uh, how, uh, it, Obi-Wan is just like, oh, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't have the stomach for politics. Like you're, you're the hero. Go be the poster boy. Yeah. And Anakin's like poster man. And he's like, you're right. You're right. Poster <laughs> man. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because like their master apprentice relationship is almost never, um, or, or their age gap is almost never comment on. Um, mm-hmm. right. Um, and you know, it, 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 crops, it crops up here because like Anakin wants to sulk in the back. He has, you know, basically he, he uh, his murder is weighing heavy on his soul and everybody wants him to go up and act like a hero when he knows, he knows the truth behind it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there, there's also the whole, like, the only thing he really cares about here is going to see Padme. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but while Anakin is going out and doing his thing for the cameras, uh, Windu comes up and says, "Hey, we've done more. We, we've done more investigation." And Sidious yeah. is somebody who's very close to Palpatine. Yeah, they've, they, he talks about how they, they like they've tracked tracked him to Sid, to Palpatine's inner circle, right? Uh, and they and they specifically mentioned that the only reason Palpatine's not a suspect is because he already rules the galaxy. <laughs> he has nothing to like, gain. <laughs> yeah, that, like that, that, that still like I think that would still make him a suspect. Yes. <laughs> Like, he's he's taken control of the fucking galaxy. Like, why aren't you <laughs> suspecting of him anything? You are the only check on this. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> um, what's this quote here? A very, very wise Jedi what uh, once said to me, we don't have to win. All we have to do is fight. Yeah, that's that's when Mace is like expressing his like frustration with everything that's been going on while Obi Wan and Anakin have been away. Right, right. Like, because he's like, oh, you know, you haven't been here, you haven't felt like all of the all of the things that have been taken away, right? The way that we have. Well, I mean, like they're back on Coruscant for the first time in months, right? Yeah, and yeah. like the entire place is a war zone. I mean, the fight is literally taking place above their heads, and like you're looking around, and Coruscant is in flames for most of this story. Yeah, yeah. And on on top of Coruscant being a war zone, like, because of the way that Palpatine is, like, because of the, uh, gosh, let's just say Trumpian uh, error that Palpatine has about him, Mm -hmm. um, he is, like, constantly taking away, like, people's liberties, like, in the name of of security. Right, right. Yep. Uh, What is it uh, if you give up your freedom for security you don't deserve either, something like that? I'm depressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but then then so we get we get Anakin like has this little he has this little like mini panic attack because he he doesn't see Padme like he's like the only person that he was looking for there was Padme and she's not there. Yeah. Well, in his head his head automatically goes to, "Oh, she found somebody else. She she's forgotten yep. about me." Like he's he's such a jealous piece of shit. Yeah, um, I actually like I think that's like really like important for his character yeah. is that like he is he is a very like he his love for her is only only goes so far as like what his love for her means to him, not what it means to her. Yeah, yeah. Like he is a very possessive and jealous, as you said. Like, yeah. and and something something that I was hoping for when we had um, you know, all this room in a novel for these different characters to breathe was for Padme to be anything but just this passive object for Anakin to obsess over. You know, mm-hmm. and there was some of that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the, 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 there's there's definitely like a little bit more of her being, you know, a competent politician and somebody who you know can organize people around her and being a little bit of a face for the resistance on the inside. But she is just yeah. such a she's so inert in this story and so so complicit in everything that happens. Yep, uh, and specifically like uh, so. So we'll, we'll just bang this out real quick. Three uh, PO tells he he talks to three PO, and three PO tells him that she's waiting in the hallway for him. And then we get the "This is Padme Amidala" scene, mm-hmm. and there's there's this quote in here that like I man, I really I I really hate this Cole. I hate it a lot. <laughs> uh, the quote saying "I am Anakin Skywalker's wife" is saying neither more or less than "I am alive." It's... And then there's a little bit later on about how like she was like. Before she met Anakin, she was like a lesser being, a being to be pitied. Like, oh man, I you were, just, uh, you were the queen of a made, fucking planet. Yeah, <laughs> like you were the elected queen of a fucking planet. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is, it is so gross. You know, it's it's, it's fine. Uh, people can be in relationships, and other people can be very important. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you can feel like more yourself or more. You know, uh, like you're living a more full life, etc. Like all those ways. It's not a very feminist read. Uh, to say, no. oh, you define me as a person. Uh-oh. Pull up, Stover. Pull up. Yep. Guess, please, uh, please stop. Please stop this. Yeah. Or <laughs> please I guess, stop this now. Uh, pull, pull up Lucas because, you know, maybe that was yeah. what he gave them to work with. You know, like yeah. she she exists to die in childbirth. And she kind yep, of has from the, from the very beginning. So. Bleh. But yeah, so that's that, that's more or less like I just I just wanted to make make it very clear that I do not I do not endorse this. No, it's it's uh, it's regrettable. 
Yes. <laughs> because it would be it would be so much more interesting if she actually lived up to her, you know, lived up to her identity as a, like a political operative, as somebody who is, you know, leading some kind of resistance from inside the Senate itself. But the entire Senate just goes along with Palpatine. <laughs> right. Except for the, the small group that is is formed. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, they, they do talk about how, like, uh, Palpatine has, like, a supermajority in, in the Senate. Yeah. And that's why anything that he wants just gets passed every single time. Right, right. <sighs> um, yeah. 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 So uh, then she she informs Anakin that, oh, she, by the way, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Like, I'm pregnant with your child. <laughs> yep. Um, and there's this line, oh, you worry too much. Uh, what was that? She said that... Uh... Was it was that her to Anakin? Uh, and Anakin tells uh, that Padme that she worries too much. Yes, uh, and she replies, "I have to because you never worry at all." Oh, you're the hero without fear. We we got this. Yeah, and um, and then immediately he has prophetic dreams about Padme dying uh, in childbirth. Yep, the, the same kind of prophetic dreams that he had about his mother dying. Yeah, so um, that isn't ominous. Nope, not in the slightest. No, no, everything's going to be just fine. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty friggy. Um, I'm not. Yeah, um, like even in the movie, like this is not a term that I would have known in 2005 or uh, understood even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it is it is pretty friggy. Like it's it's especially like rough reading that in 2017. Yeah, that's just weird. It's weird how even stuff in the mid 2000s ends up being like, oh, you probably could have tried a little harder. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Anakin talks to her about this saying, Hey, I'm, I'm really worried. Like this is one of the first times where he actually opens up about something. Um, and Padme is like, Oh, don't worry. Uh, women don't die in childbirth on Coruscant. And is this about the point where they start talking about, um, or at least Anakin is starting to think like the, the, the folly of Jedi prophecies is people trying to prevent them actually causes them to happen. Yeah. Like he, he has that thought about how, yeah, about how when, when you take action on a prophecy, it causes it to not happen or to happen either way. Right, right. It's like, oh, you know, it's a little bit like a monkey's ball or like a genie wish or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, where no, no, no matter what, there is this strong convergence that will always come down to this person dying. Yeah, which, I mean, it, this is like the whole, uh, it, this, this is whole the whole Anakin like being controlled by his emotions thing, right? Yeah, is yeah. that despite him like knowing like, intellectually that oh if i don't let like nothing will happen to padme like Mm -hmm. if she is kept safe on on coruscant like she will not die she'll be fine Mm -hmm. uh his his emotional response is so strong that it overwhelms that intellectual response yes yeah um and he's got so many other problems here because anakin also feels inferior he's incredibly insecure about his role in the jedi order yes he is uh (laughs) he's super insecure like throughout this entire book and i think that's that's uh, th- that's part of like i really like kind of appreciate like how well stover writes him as insecure in this oh of course i mean he's kind of a shitty kid about it um mm-hmm. because you know he's got these problems so he feels like none of the jedi trust him he says you know i'm the most powerful jedi why am i not a master etc uh and it turns out that it's because of his relationship with palpatine <laughs> that yeah, none of them want that... him yeah yeah, that, that that comes up later on. That like uh, when when there's like a council discussion about it, like Mace is or uh, Obi Wan is like, you know, these are the reasons why why you've told us that he can't be a master, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the reasons that he fe- he's feeling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 
then we get this uh then we get the I, I really like this uh this, this is where we get the uh, the whole Kenobi the negotiator thing <laughs> um where there's there's this like debate about uh what they what the Jedi should do uh where uh Obi-Wan has called uh, Mace Windu and Yoda to have a discussion right right like hey let's compare what we know um and let's decide what the action ought to be mhm and I, I really like how Obi-Wan is just like, perhaps there's a middle way. And yeah, Mace God. just looks at him. He's like, of course, Kenobi the negotiator. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Um, and Obi-Wan just says, like, hey, maybe the option here is to wait. Again, playing into yeah. his completely passive role, yep. which is... Play, playing into his complacency. Yeah. Uh, Sidious will reveal himself in time, um, which, mm-hmm. given all that's happened, uh, you would think that maybe time is something that they don't have. Yeah, and also, like, given the idea that, like, yeah, he'll reveal himself in time, but at the time that he reveals himself, maybe that will be too late. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's a little bit like Ozymandias. Like, do you think I would tell you anything if, like, you could still stop it? Turns out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it turns out we became an empire 37 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, they find out that uh, the, the Grievous is on Utapau, right? Uh, I don't. They haven't found out yet. Oh, we, okay. just, we just see Grievous on Utapau. Yeah, here and this is where this is where he's sending uh, the leaders of the Trade Federation to Mustafar. Okay. Yeah, um, I know. So Mustafar is the uh, uh, lava planet that we see at the yes, end. Yes, Mustafar right? is the lava planet. Yeah, Utapau. Does that have any significance in the like? Like, what is that planet? Uh, that is literally just in episode three. Like that is just the planet where Grievous is. Uh, that's where that's that is where Obi Wan goes to find him later in the movie. Okay, yeah, uh, or in the in in the story, right? Um, but yeah, so like he has uh, Grievous has this like discussion with Sidious over the over the the Hollow Link, mm-hmm. um, or Holocom or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Sidious tells Grievous to expect Obi Wan to come for him. And Grievous, and they have this whole discussion. I, I like how, uh, like how Sidious uses Dejaric, uh, which is basically Star Wars chess, oh. as a uh, comparison. Okay. Um, and Grievous is just like, oh, I've never, I've never been much of a Dejaric player. I prefer real war. <laughs> what a dullard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Dejaric the game that uh, that uh, they're playing on the Millennium Falcon? It is. Okay. It is. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Sidious says, oh, you know, you'll understand everything once you meet my new apprentice. Yeah. Uh, no dramatic irony. Nope. Again, <laughs> everything's being played straight as an arrow. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we, and then we, we, we flash back to, uh, Anakin finally finds Obi-Wan at the temple. It turns out he's been at the temple all morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how like Anakin like is really embarrassed that he's wearing the same clothes that he was wearing the day before. And he hopes that Obi-Wan won't notice. <laughs> because he had slept over at Padme's, but like, so this is another thing that like kind of bothered me about this is like, why doesn't Anakin have a change of clothes at Padme's? Yeah, come on, dude. Is he worried that somebody will find it? Like, oh, why are there <laughs> yeah, right? why are there Jedi robes in Padme's laundry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, wait, I I think I maybe just made uh, an argument for why he doesn't have that there. <laughs> yeah, I think you might have actually. Oops. Yeah. Good job. You, you, you <laughs> shut down my argument quite expertly. Yeah, she's, she's not doing her own laundry, you know? <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, she's she's an important senator. She's got other people to do her laundry. Right, right. Um, so he talks to um, Yoda about his dream, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, he he's able to, like, describe what's happening with his dream, and Yoda does. I like how, like, they describe how Yoda doesn't, like, prod him to, like, give him details that he clearly doesn't want to give. Right, right. 
Pr- um, probably rightly assuming that uh, he doesn't want to, uh, you know, he, he doesn't want to uh, make Anakin close up. Like he's getting, mm-hmm. he's getting information. Yeah, that, that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And uh, Yoda just kind of like, and uh, Anakin specifically comments on this a little later, is that like Yoda just gives him more like what pious Jedi babble about letting go of things. Mm-hmm. I think is the what what they use in the book, and I, I yeah. like that. That is just I think that's just another moment where like it shows that the Jedi counter that like the Jedi order does not understand Anakin and like cannot help him. <laughs> yeah. Like they can't actually solve his problems, which are far more real and far more immediate than what they often deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just, they're not equipped to do so. No, no. Uh, specifically because of Yoda. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is something that is brought up much later on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that um, uh, y- y- Yoda is a little bit too hidebound. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then uh, then then we find out that uh, it, it, because Anakin finds Obi Wan like on the on the flight deck of the temple, and he find you find out that it's because the Palpatine shuttle is waiting to pick him up, mm-hmm. and uh, so he and Obi Wan have this conversation about where Ani- Obi Wan like basically warns Anakin. He's like, "Hey, you you really need to be careful. Like, you need to be wary of Palpatine because." Uh, I know you consider him your friend, but he may not be your, he, like, y- you were a friend to him, but he may not be your friend. Right, right. Like, and there is, um, I think, just some kind of perfunctory exposition about this, which is Anakin is, you know, really good, really good buddies with Palpatine. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're confidants, almost. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. I think the, 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 the sense is that Anakin has told Palpatine far more than he's ever told Obi-Wan, anyone, you know, his, his, anyone. His partner, he, yeah. He, yeah, they, they even say that like he tells Palpatine things that he never told Padme. Right, right. Yep. Like Palpatine, um, is the only person that Anakin has told about his marriage to Padme. Right. Yes. Palpatine yep. isn't the only person who knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. O- Obi-Wan knows, which we learn later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, and, and uh, again, that plays into Obi-Wan enabling Anakin because mm-hmm. he doesn't tell the order that, and hey, Anakin is married. <laughs> yep, uh, he doesn't want to betray his friend, and in doing so, he ensures his friend uh, yep. is in. Uh, he ensures that somebody has uh, complete leverage over his friend. So yeah, fine. yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the the reason I put that that quote in there earlier about how uh, Padme says I have to because you never worry at all is because then the same conversation comes up with Obi Wan. Hmm. Um. And uh, so Obi-Wan starts to say that, and Anakin's just like, oh, because I don't worry at all, right? Uh, and he's like, you're wrong, you know, I worry plenty. Yeah. And like, hey, Anakin, or hey, Obi-Wan, like, this is Anakin, like, this is a cry for help from Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and even if you are displaying by the Jedi playbook, uh, worry, guess what? That's fear. Um, yep. And you gotta, <laughs> I, I think you all have a little saying about fear, right? Yep. Yep, yeah. just a little, just 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 a little, like you know, defining code of your order. Yeah. Uh, so again, we see him moving further away from Obi Wan and closer to Palpatine, um, and Palpatine even says, like, "Oh, I don't personally trust the Jedi." Yeah, right. yeah, and he 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 does he feels like the only Jedi that he can trust is Anakin himself. Right, right. And and that even gets like encoded into policy. Like there is actually like information gathering that happens because. Anakin is stuck in the middle. You know, he, mm-hmm. he is the link between between Palpatine and the Jedi and the Jedi and Palpatine, and vi- you know, just like vice, vice versa. Yeah, he, he he's the fulcrum between two points. Right. Uh, which is also like that that is something that Mace comments on earlier in the book when he's looking at the shatter points. Mm-hmm. 
is that he sees Anakin as the fulcrum with Palpatine on one side and Obi-Wan on the other. Right. And one of those, one of those two people like pushes harder, harder on their side of the balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause the shatter. Yeah. Because, because one of the other ones is pretty complacent. <laughs> uh, intense. Yeah. So, um, What's, so so you have a quote here. What are the chances an actual Sith Lord walks through that door? Is that uh, that 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 is like Sidious or uh, Palpatine and Anakin are having a discussion about uh, about the Sith Lords, uh, and because that that's also when uh, Palpatine tells Anakin like you know like yeah if if a Sith Lord like if if this supposed Sith Lord like walked through the door walked through my door today. Uh, if I could convince you not to kill him on the spot, like I would, I would ask him to sit down and ask him and ask him if he has any power to mm-hmm. end this war. And oh, if he yeah. does, I'd offer him a brandy and and we'd talk it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like that. Like again, like no dramatic irony. Like yeah, nope, no Sith Lord has ever walked through that door. <laughs> no, no, and even just like, like like that. That's that's Palpatine's own way of kind of like baking his own moral relativism into into this relationship and making. What well, seems like a heartfelt plea to you know to Anakin saying like hey nothing is more important to me than you know than th- peace than peace than you know than ending yeah. this war, not understanding that peace you know can come with a price and oh if everybody's dead it's it'll be pretty peaceful right yep <laughs> yep we be if, perfectly peaceful if, but if if we wipe out anybody who who disagrees it will be peaceful yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah so then uh then we get this whole this whole thing where. Uh, I think this is uh, Palpatine tells Anakin, or there's there's some discussion of like there that there, there's a motion to give Palpatine control of the council, mm-hmm. and it the, that that happens and it passes overwhelmingly, and he tells Anakin that he's going to appoint him as his personal representative on the Jedi Council, right? So, um, and this is really just kind of uh, something that is done, let's just say in a perfunctory way. Like he doesn't have mm-hmm. absolute oversight; it gives him um, kind of nominal. Uh, control over it but really he can appoint his own person to kind of uh, uh watch what's going on and report back yeah because th- th- there's a there's a whole debate about how like even if even if palpatine were to disband them or, uh, officially disband the jedi order like he has no control over them because the jedi aren't a legal authority they're a moral authority right right and so uh what he has done is you know used his majority to eliminate yet another check on yes you know the power of well this you know this, what, what is he? Is he a chancellor at this point? Yeah, he's the chancellor right now. Yeah, yeah. But you know, just, soon enough. Uh, yeah, el- el- eliminated <laughs> another another check. You know, on the ultimate power that he will ultimately assume. Yeah, and he's he's also starting to plant seeds in Anakin's head that the Jedi Council is uh, is planning on committing treason against him at this point already. A lot of treason talk. Yep, a lot of treason talk yeah. <laughs> from both sides. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because then we get we get this whole debate in the Jedi Council about giving Anakin a seat, uh, because they have been informed that the Chancellor wants to put Anakin on the Council. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like all of the, and the, I think this is where we had that that conversation where Obi Wan Obi Wan is like, look, like the these are the reasons like why you guys have you have raised these as reasons for why he can't be granted mastery, mm-hmm. and they're they're the same reasons why why they are considering giving him a seat now, right? Which is that they can use him to get, to get information on Palpatine, <laughs> right? And Obi Wan is like very like he's like violently against this because he knows Anakin and he knows that Anakin just he he will not betray someone he considers a friend. No, no. So like he sees this as being um, a uh, kind of, kind of an instance of the Jedi using Anakin in a, in a way that doesn't really respect him. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, reversing and making things like much more complicated and knowing that ultimately it won't bear fruit. And really what will happen is, you know, I, I, I don't know if Obi-Wan says this, but like his sit on the council, the Jedi think that he, you know, Anakin will be spying on Palpatine, but no, it'll work the other way around. I, I think, that, yeah, I, yeah. I think that Obi-Wan knows that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then, uh, th- then, so eventually Anakin is brought into the council and, uh, they, you know, they tell him like, look, like you have a seat on the council, but you're, you're not, you're not going to be a master and your seat on the council is only as Palpatine's representative. Like you won't, you won't give your own ideas or opinions. You'll only give the, the, the chancellor's, uh, points of view. Right. And this infuriates Anakin, like <laughs> I think right on some level, rightfully so. Yeah. Well, like all he's wanted is mastery. You know, he's got this very high opinion of his own skills. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and he is very powerful. Um, he just does not understand that there are reasons why he cannot be given everything he wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then uh, he the, the, there's this whole like I I really like the the whole uh, internal argument that he has between himself and Mace Windu, mm-hmm. where uh, Mace Windu like tells him to take his seat, and uh, Anakin's like glaring at him and like thinks in his head like maybe I'll take yours. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Anakin. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a. Uh... Not too crazy about that. It is like, like like he's got these like little asides. Like it's, it's like he has these burps where Darth Vader just kind of like comes out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like the first hints that this is happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But then yeah. uh, Obi Wan kind of talks him down and like uh, manages to get him to calm down and uh, take part in the meeting. And the one of the main things is that uh, they have decided that when they find uh, when they find Grievous, uh, Anna, or Obi Wan will be. Uh, leading the uh, the the attack to 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 cap- capture Grievous, right? Um, and Anakin's pretty pissed off about that because you know here's the quote: on top of everything else, though they're 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 going to be splitting up the team. You know, they yeah. they have always been talked about as like one unit, and then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, Anakin is not going to get the uh, the glory of going and taking down you know the enemy general. Like all of that goes right. to his goes to his friend for what he perceives um, as being shitty political reasons. Hmm. Um, and then they uh, they decide that uh, Yoda needs to go to Kashyyyk, and they they had actually talked about this a little bit earlier, but we just kind of breezed over it, uh, where they had made this plan that Yoda would go to Kashyyyk so that they would appear shorthanded, mm-hmm. that the council would appear shorthanded so that Sidious would reveal himself. Right. Uh, one of those things where the Jedi plan, like, uh, it's by, by doing the thing that you're appearing to do, you're making it actually happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're shorthanded because you sent away the Grand Master <laughs> of the Jedi Order. Yeah, um, and in reality, like that is a dumb move, but they had to do it because Yoda has to survive the story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we, uh, we I, I skipped over this a little bit earlier, but we'll talk about both of them uh, right here. Uh, is that uh, Bail Organa starts calling meetings uh, because he sees what's going on, and this is what you know. Bail Organa is one of the creators of the one of the the first people to create the Rebel Alliance, right? Um, so this is like the very the very seeds of the Rebel Alliance. It's like what the the delegation of the two thousand right now or something like that mm-hmm. is what they end up calling it. Yeah. Uh, so they they talk about uh, he he calls Mon Mothma and they have a conversation about who they can trust, and then they have this this big meeting at Padme's uh, apartment about the sector governance decree. Yeah. Uh, which is basically like a decree that made it so that each, each sector of, of the galaxy has its own governors, which, uh, more or less they describe it as like, he is, uh, in, he, he is in, in effect, uh, made, rendered the Senate useless. Right. 
because every every sector has its own governors that will mm-hmm. will be taking care of policy for them. Right. So all of a sudden, you know, it's a sham. Yep. So yeah. So all of a sudden, the Senate no longer matters. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Then then we uh th- then outside of the Jedi Council, we have Ana- we have an Anakin Obi Wan conversation, uh, where. Anakin is still super mad about like what's what's happened, but Obi Wan like kind of calms him down. He's like, "Look, like, uh, or I guess I guess Anakin like asks like, oh, what do they want me to do to give me mastery? Like, right, they, they right. want something from me to grant me mastery.' Yeah. And Obi Wan's like, "Well, there is there is a thing. Yep, <laughs> you're not going to like him, it. Like, yep. He's like, look, like the council wants you to report on all of Palpatine's dealings. Um." And Anakin's like, "What you want? You want me to spy on him? Like you want me to spy on my friend?" And he's like, "He's, he's super offended by that." Uh, but Obi Wan kind of convinces him that it's like, "Look, like what we're really asking you to do is like help the Council find Sidious and protect Palpatine." Right. But that is not more important to Anakin than his friendship with Palpatine, which, as we've discussed, uh, Anakin is loyal to a fault. Red codependent yeah. to a fault. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, exactly. So then we get the uh, th- then we get Obi Wan talking about uh, talking about this with Yoda and Mace. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the thing that really sticks out here is that, uh, he knows that he he's really impressing on them that like, look, like what we've asked him to do is like, I think it's like the, a terrible thing. Like we've done a terrible thing to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the whole, the, he's like, I, I don't think he will ever trust us again. And I'm not entirely sure he should. Right. So any Obi-Wan sees where this is going like from here. Yeah. He, he understands, like he knows exactly how Anakin is going to react and exactly, what direction and how far that is going to spin him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so then we, uh, then, then we move on to, uh, we get, we get a cool little political argument between Anakin and Padme. Yeah. <laughs> so we get Anakin trying to, uh, trying to justify, um, <laughs> trying to justify Palpatine's, uh, moves and Padme saying, no, that's insane. You understand yep. that, right? <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, she, she, I guess she kind of like, she kind of pushes him a little bit to like talk to Palpatine and be like, you know, like maybe tell him that it, this, maybe this isn't the best idea. And he's like, oh, everyone always wants something from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why don't people want to hang out with Anakin just for Anakin? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Which I can, I, you know, I, I get that. Like, yeah. I think, I think that like his his frustrations in this in this story are very real. Oh yeah, like his, they are they are very human frustrations. Yeah, he's totally. Um... He's totally justified in uh, feeling shitty about being used, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then he, the, so then he, like during this argument, like he, he kind of senses that she's she's hiding something from him because he like sees like something in her eyes when he mentions like Obi Wan and the the senator or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, "Oh, you're you're hiding something from me, basically." Yeah. Uh, but she's like, "Oh, no, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not." But what she's hiding, obviously, is the the, the delegation of the two thousand. Right. Hiding the, uh, you know, her treasonous actions. You know, yes. Again, because she knows that no matter no matter what he feels for her, he will take that immediately to Palpatine. So. Yep. And, you know, he kind of does. Like, he goes to visit Palpatine at the opera. Um, and they have this, you know, long kind of conversation where, <laughs> like, Palpatine just kind of surmises, yeah, they're going to have you spy on me, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, they want you to spy on me, don't they? Yep. So. <laughs> Which, in reality, it kind of seems like both of them are using it for the same thing. But isn't that his purpose on the council anyway? <laughs> to like yeah, represent I mean, like and convey information. So everybody is acting like it's a secret, but it's kind of not. 
Yeah, say so Palpatine's not exactly hiding it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we get this we get this big long also we get this big long philosophical debate here uh, about like the about the Jedi and Sith and about good versus evil and Anakin is like really like like really like look like the Jedi are good and like they use they use their knowledge or that they, they seek knowledge and uh, Palpatine's like, well, you know, from a certain point of view, the Jedi are good. Maybe from another point of view, the Sith are good. Right, right. Again, and this is but, this is more of his moral relativism. Yep, just putting it in, saying, hey, here's a seed of doubt for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perhaps the truth is somewhere in the middle, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, he actually so so Palpatine lays out this little chestnut: all those who gain power fear to lose it, as his criticism uh, for why the uh, the Jedi are. Um, working the way that they are, you know, obviously they're clinging to power and trying to find more of it, uh, because they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they don't want to lose it when in reality, he's just summarizing his own motivations too. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Hey, yo, Anakin, have you considered that maybe Palpatine has a lot of power and he's afraid to lose it? Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Just, I don't know. I think that what I'm reacting to is just the fact that yes, this does have to have a tragic end and the, at, at no point can any character be smart enough to avert that. And yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yep, and it's it's a problem. It's, with prequels it's definitely a little frustrating. Yeah. So, um, and this is where uh, Palpatine lays out the uh, the the Darth Plagueis story, right? Yeah, yeah, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, and like he kind of like just kind of stabs at the heart of the matter. Like he 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 knows what Anakin is really like worried about. Right, right. Is Padme's death, um, and so he like he's like, oh, let me tell you about this little story about someone who can save people from dying. Yeah. Um, not revealing and, that, you know, Palpatine was Plagueis's apprentice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, again, again, no dramatic irony. <laughs> I can't, we can't, make, we can't make this clear enough, listeners. Like, there's no <laughs> dramatic irony whatsoever in this story. No. <laughs> so. But yeah, like, like, this puts Anakin in a really delicate spot because now all of a sudden he knows that the Sith have an answer to the most pressing problem on his mind. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I think that this, that like the the very end of this chapter, like the scene at the very end of this chapter where he's like sitting in his car, like that's really affecting. Yeah, because he is like he is like very clearly like extremely shaken by what by this conversation he's just had. Yeah, and so he he calls Padme and tells her, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm going to stay at the temple. You know, I'm I've got I've got to do some some get some rest there or whatever." And it's like he is. He, he they they specifically say like that he is like considering like turning his sight inward and thinking about himself instead mm. of everyone else. Yeah, which is not what he is supposed to do. Yeah, no, not not in the slightest. He's a Jedi. Yeah. Um, um <laughs> like this, this is just like an entire and like just chapters and chapters of people talking to each other about other people behind their back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, because we get uh, we get, now we get the Obi Wan and Pad- Padme pairing where Obi Wan comes in and says like Hey something is wrong and I need you to also keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I think this is uh this is this is two things here. Uh, one, it's where he reveals that he knows he's always known about Padme and Anakin because they are really bad at hiding their feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know he tells her like I'm not blind, Padme. Like I've I've tried to be. Uh, Tried, tried to turn a blind eye for your happiness and for Anakin's. Um, and so there's that. But then also, like, he's, like, he's like telling her, like, you know, like, look, like, you need to consider Anakin's best interests in this. The Jedi are his family. And it's, like, I, 
I really feel like that was like really like that, that's that's a really shitty thing to say to someone's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like like I understand like that from like as a Jedi like yeah you have to say that but you're also like talking to your best friend's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, like because he, he's basically telling her like look you need to you either need to step away or whatever like y- you are not his family the Jedi are his family yeah like you you Padme <laughs> Senator Amidala you are the side piece yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So I, th- I think that's like the most important thing uh, in this chapter is that this is uh, this is another like the Jedi haven't changed. Like they are no. They are, too st- they are stodgy and stuck in their ways. Yeah. And and they are. Um, I mean, like th- th- this is the seeds of um, Padme not actually taking as many actions as she should to bring Anakin's actions to the Jedi's attention. She doesn't trust yeah. them because. Right. You know, she she perceives them rightly as being a wedge between her and the person she loves and wants to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then we get uh, like he he gets a call. Obi Wan gets a call from Mace that they found Grievous. Uh, and then specifically like th- this passage that I have here in the notes, like that that. So I I'm, I'm going to admit something to you here on this on on this podcast. Okay. Um. Uh. This made me cry the first time I read it. Oh yeah. And it makes me tear up almost every single time. Okay. Uh, this this whole passage uh, where Padme says, Obi-Wan, you love him too, don't you? Uh, when he didn't answer, she turned to look. He stood motionless, frowning in the middle of the expanse of buff carpeting. You do. You love him. He lowered his head. He looked very alone. Yeah. Like, even just reading that here just gave me chills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's her accurately, accurately summarizing the situation and Obi-Wan still not being able to actually, like, acknowledge the truth of this conflict you know and Mm -hmm. you know and and also to understand that like it's not actually like a two-way thing like like obi-wan is very much in doubt about the situation um and (laughs) his relationship that has brought him to this point where like it's not just him who has to like make this choice you know about about his about his friend you know about his uh you know his his partner but uh everybody else you know, is in this yeah, terrible yeah. situation because of the way they're tangled up. Right. Yeah. And it's, 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 it, it was, it was devastating to me the first yeah. time I read it and it's still, it's still, it's still rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, then, then we, uh, Obi-Wan goes to the emergency council meeting where it is voted to send Obi-Wan after him. Mm-hmm. After, after Grievous. After Grievous. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but right before before that happens, though, we uh, we get another meeting of the delegation, mm-hmm. and there's this whole there's this whole discussion about like oh like we need someone says like oh having the moral like the moral uh, backup of the Jedi would right. be really strong for us uh, as as a unit, mm-hmm. and uh, there's some discussion about how uh, some of them don't really trust the Jedi, uh, which has been like a kind of a, like a reoccurring theme, right. Where not everybody in the galaxy trusts the Jedi the way they, that they may have in the past because of the war, right? Right. Like um, they, they, they they have failed uh, to be anything more yes. than just uh, the blood instrument. Um, Correct. You know, at the at the front of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then Padme is like, well, there's one Jedi that we can trust, uh, and then realizes in the middle of saying that that she's not talking about Anakin, she's talking about Obi Wan. Right. Right. <laughs> and she she has there's this whole like protracted scene where she's like super devastated by that realization. Mm-hmm. Uh, which understandable, like you, you're married to this man and you feel like you can't hundred percent trust him all of a sudden yeah, he, because of his entanglement with Palpatine. Yeah. you like, you, you, you do not know exactly, uh, where, where he's going to fall. Um, if, uh, if, if all the chips need to be on the table. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like Anakin's trying to paper over this too. Like he goes and apologize, apologizes to Obi-Wan. Um, mm-hmm. It's an empty apology because nothing actually changes. Yeah. No, he, he just keeps falling further yeah. from this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he like goes into Obi-Wan is on his way off to Utapau and Anakin like kind of apologizes and Obi-Wan's like, you know, like, look, like you've been, you've been my brother for these like 16 years or whatever. And like, I, I I'm proud of you basically. Is right. What he says. Right. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. Again, just talk about your fucking feelings. <laughs> yep, yep. Just, just be honest with each other, guys. Talk about what's going on. Yeah, and speaking of Anakin's uh, continuing his fall, like the next chapter is appropriately, appropriately titled "Free Fall in the Dark." Yeah, uh, because Anakin is kind of at wit's end. Um, yeah, and this is this is where he's like this. This is like the furthest that he gets pushed. I think. Yeah. Uh, at this point, he's not sleeping because he's afraid of having more dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he uh, he he goes to goes to speak to Palpatine again, and uh, Palpatine tells him like, "Oh, there's this there's this meeting with the delegation. I want you to be there, uh, so that you can use your Jedi powers to like sense like any treachery from them, basically." <laughs> I, um, and he's like, "And you know the he's he's like he he tells him like I've got some news that will may be hard for you to hear," and then tells him you know the the thing that you might be hardest for you to hear is that uh, one of the people that are coming to see me was met by or was. Uh, seen leaving a senator's house at an uh, it was a jedi was seen leaving their house at an unseemly hour mm-hmm. and it was obi-wan kenobi and he was leaving padme's house yeah so again anakin is this incredibly possessive person he immediately jumps to the worst possible conclusion about the nature of obi-wan and padme's relationship yeah and he he's like oh well clearly obi-wan has been or padme has been cheating on me with obi-wan yeah Good one, buddy. Uh, and, <laughs> yep, and and Palpatine. Well, Palpatine does a good job, like kind of pushing him to that conclusion with the the whole quote about how like how sometimes the closest are those who cannot see. Mm-hmm. Like you, you were too close to Padme and Obi Wan, so you didn't. You could never see this happening, right? And like he goes to Padme's apartment, and, and in the Force, he can sense you know 
<sighs> yeah, I, I I love that that line in the force. The whole apartment stank of Obi Wan. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yep, pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. So he's not having any of it. He does not um, believe that Padme is telling him the truth. Um, and uh, he also, I mean, is right. She's not actually telling him the uh, the entire you know uh, all of what's going on. But that's because she does not trust him. Yeah, I mean, she she is honest about Obi Wan. Yeah, like. She tells him the truth about what Obi Wan is there for, because she's like, "Look, like he was here because he was worried about you, and like he wanted to, he wanted to talk to me." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, they like," he's, she's like, "He's worried about us." And he, he's like, "What do you mean us?" And he's like, "She, she's like Anakin. He knows, like he's always known." Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's kind of a surprise to Anakin because he's so focused on himself that he could, he didn't consider that Obi Wan might have noticed. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a real problem because all of a sudden the person that he is doing all of this for um, is being pushed away or he is pushing her away because of his, uh, because of his shitty attitude about the relationship. And I think this is, this is kind of the seed of the seed of his actual intention or what's actually going on um, being separate from what he says, all of this is for, you know, yeah, absolutely. He says all of this is to save Padme's life. He can't tell anybody about that except for, you know, um, Sidious. Um, but it stops being really about that shortly after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then we get, then we get the delegation of the 2000, like we get this meeting with them and Sidious and Palpatine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anakin is like, he's like really disgusted by what's going on here. Like he's, they, they spend a lot of time talking about like how he doesn't like he, in the, the line specifically is like, like how, no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't quite make himself believe he was on Padme's side. Yeah. It's um, because he's seeing it as treason. Mm-hmm. Like he is seeing it as they are, tr- they are coming in as like, this is what we've been fighting against. We've been fighting against the Confederacy mm-hmm. and this is what he thinks they're trying to do. Yeah. And his, his friendship uh, with Palpatine, his relationship with Palpatine, you know, on what we've seen over these past few chapters is exactly how everything stacks up. Nothing can quite compare in his mind to the importance of Palpatine, not just because Palpatine represents, you know, the, the, the Republic and represents, ostensible peace but because of you know the 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 the, the manipulation that palpatine has done to ensure yeah. that anakin will always be on his side yeah and i i think like we'll talk about this a little bit more later like in greater detail uh but the like the the, the seduction of anakin like by palpatine is like so well done in this book mm-hmm. and like especially as compared to the movie yeah yeah like where it, it, it all happens over the course of like 20 minutes mm-hmm Whereas in the book, like, it is, like, several chapters of this just, like, slow drip feed of, like, Palpatine, like, pushing his, like, his view, views on Anakin and, mm-hmm. like, making him consider those things in a way that Anakin wouldn't have otherwise. No, no, it's happening on all fronts, too. It's those small mm-hmm. little questions of, you know, again, moral ambiguity. It is, you know, Palpatine <laughs> insinuating himself into every aspect of, uh, of, of Anakin's life. All of his closest yeah. closest relationships, uh, you know, Im- imposing himself on exactly the place that Anakin um, exists in the balance of like greater power, both politically and militarily. Yeah, right. Every everything uh, comes back to Palpatine. Yep, yep. And that's uh, that's that's the whole grooming thing we were talking about. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's making Anakin believe that the only person that he can trust in his entire life is Palpatine. Right. Um, but yeah, then we get, uh, I, I really like this, this opening to this, uh, to this part of the book where Obi-Wan is on his way to, uh, to Utapau to fight Grievous. 
and they give this like long description of the Jedi trap, mm-hmm. like of of the of the ideal Jedi trap, and they talk it talks about how like there are like four there are four parts to the ideal Jedi trap, and like the first is an irresistible bait, mm-hmm. and and they they relate all of these to. Uh, what's where where Obi Wan is going right now? So like for example, <laughs> like the what the 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 war general of uh of an opposing army, you know that's that's pretty irresistible bait, mm-hmm. and the author the author of atrocities or whatever, um, and then a remote, nearly inaccessible location, for example, Utapau, which is far away from Coruscant. Mm-hmm. A proxy to do the murder, again, the war general. <laughs> and an overwhelming force of troops to ensure the Jedi doesn't escape, escape which is both uh. Let, let's gosh let's let's spoil revenge of the sith for a second cole it's both the clones and the droids yeah <laughs> everything is going to turn he's going to be stuck yep. in between these two forces that uh that, that, that have been uh, uh man pawns for the same side all along yeah um mm-hmm. and there's like a there, there's like a fifth part of this that probably comes up more clearly later but you know palpatine's or sidious's kind of twist on this you know again they they want to trap the jedi because it's it's important that uh you know the, the the jedi not be where they can be most effective right lure yes. them into a place where they can that where they're so far away from where they can actually make a difference get them wrapped up in all of these uh you know kind of pointless fights um and that has been what the entire clone war is like that yeah, is yeah. a jedi trap writ large uh what is happening here is you know the, the 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 fifth part of that let's say let's say four sub a uh which is even if the jedi gets out of the trap um, always make sure that the person that they kill uh, is disposable, so that you still come out mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you set and up the, these. Win-wins. Yeah, there's there's also the whole thing about how like the the perfect Jedi trap is designed so that by the Jedi walking into it at all, like they've already lost, right? And that's what the Clone Wars were, mm-hmm. as you know, as mentioned. Yeah, because they've lost not only several members of their ranks, they've also lo- lost all moral credibility over the uh, over yeah. the power and the, you know, the 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 people of the galaxy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get a we we get a little co- uh, conversation with Obi Wan and Commander Cody, who is like his his it's like his personal like command clone uh, leader. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the, his his guy that he always goes on missions with. Um, and they they had actually mentioned they had brought up this whole Kato Kato Namoidia thing earlier in the book, but we didn't bring it up then. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was pretty cute how like that came back up with Cody. <laughs> uh, it was like oh Kato Namoidia, like it, it, there was all that business on Kato Namoidia mm-hmm. um, about like not letting him down or whatever. Right. Let's wrap back up. Obi Wan's yeah. like Obi Wan actually is a general, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I I think like it also it's it's nice for it's it's more like humanizing of obi-wan right right like it's it's giving him like as like as a person rather than just as like the ultimate jedi right right and i think that's really important for uh for his character of course yeah um but yeah so so obi-wan lands on utapau and he has this he he talks to a leader a a member of the of the utapauan race uh tion madan who kind of tells him like, look, like uh, Grievous is here, uh, but he told me to tell you he's here, and this is a trap. And Obi Wan's like, yes, I I suspected as much. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much every situation I walk into is a trap of some sort. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do you have anything new to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they kind of tell him where Grievous is, and he's he goes off on his way to go take care of Grievous. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Mace uh, decides to 
turn Anakin into more of a more of a pawn and say like, hey, take this report about uh, uh, you know uh, about us sending Obi Wan to the Chancellor and make sure to note his reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is that's going to be very important very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because then uh, we we can just uh, we we can just blaze kind of blaze through yeah, like the yeah. whole like. All, all of the all of the action that happens here because I don't think it's super important. No, no. Um, but like uh, the, the the one important thing is that like Obi Wan gets this dragon mount named Boga, of course, and she's very loyal to him, and it's 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 very sweet. Like what what ends up happening with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I I cannot remember for the life of me any dragons in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, she's she's more like a giant lizard than a dragon. Okay, they just call her a dragon mount in the mm. in the book for some reason. Okay. Um. But yeah, so uh so then uh, then Anakin and Palpatine uh have a conversation where Palpatine is like convinced that the council is like planning to move against him and soon like mm-hmm. and he and he holds uh he 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 holds up the the petition of the 2000 he's like look the, what do you think this is it's it's a role of traitors like these are people who are planning to betray me. Yeah. Yeah, and like this is where he makes his move because Padme is on this list. You know, Palpatine yes. very much wants Anakin to be suspicious of Padme and her motivations and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and he's like he's like, look, like you need to stop worrying about what other people want. You need to worry about what you want. Yeah. And he's like, What what do you want? Tell me what you want and it's yours. Yeah. And like he makes all these like he makes all these offers, like, yes, I'll give it to you. Yeah, like grander and grander yeah, offers. Like, you, know, you, you want a planet, you can have it. Like up to, you know, um Palpatine even says, and this is again just a real shitty manipulative manipulative thing. If you said you wanted me dead, I would kill myself right here. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's like if you if you wanted the war if you wanted the war to be over like is tomorrow too soon? Right. <laughs> Which like uh, again, uh, guys, no dramatic irony. Right. Right. <laughs> and like like all of this is built into like wait. So how do you have all of this power? Um. You know. Like why yeah. are you so sure of this? And this is when you know the cloak comes off. This is when Palpatine actually says to you know says Danikin, yes, I'm I'm Sidious. You know. Yeah. The- yeah. He's like I, I was Darth Plagueis's apprentice. Is what he says. Right. So it's not just, you know, hey, the Sith, the Sith in general can help you. I am the person who, even though I don't have perfect knowledge of the way this works, um, you know, I'm your best chance at saving the life of the person you love nominally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, so Anakin is immediately like because he is still a Jedi, ostensibly. Yeah. Like he's immediately on guard. Like he's like, I, I should kill you. You're a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. And Palpatine makes a pretty cogent argument, like, yes, I'm a Sith Lord. I'm also your friend. I'm also, like, the person who you've always been able to lean on. <laughs> You're in too deep, son. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> sorry, dog. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Palpatine is cold as ice, even as Anakin has his lightsaber to his throat. Yeah, yeah. He just, like, does not flinch in the slightest. No, no. But, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, it, it's, it's a real problem. Um, and this is kind of intercut with Obi-Wan again. Uh, yeah, more more fighting. <laughs> not being by Anakin's side, I think, is the most important yep. part of this. <laughs> a couple good lines here, like, oh, you should pay attention to the weather. It's about to start raining clones. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then, and then we get, uh, this is this is another good, uh, this is how it feels to be Anakin Skywalker right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really like, actually, this is the, I think this is the first one that's written in the second person. Yeah. Um, where it is like, it is written as though you are Anakin Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you, you've, you've been lied to by Palpatine your whole life and you're not even angry about it. Right, right. Like, you're just stunned. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, this is, this is you. It's you having to make a choice. You know, will you follow Palpatine? Well, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah. like, is this convincing? 
Yeah. And so we're, we're, we're kind of left like it, it doesn't, it doesn't answer. It doesn't resolve here because it's going to resolve in a minute. Right. Right. Uh, but we have, we have to see, we have to see the final fight between Grievous and, uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, the, um, like, this is when he pulls out all four lightsabers and starts spinning it around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. I, I think that the book gets around the goofiness problem of that by focusing on, on, uh, Obi-Wan's reaction, which is like, oh, he has, he has blocked 12 shots per second. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, like in blasters, this is, this is no different than that. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. like if uh, he just like analyzes the rate at which they're coming and says hey these aren't lightsabers they're just blasters let's you know not so much tire him out but just wait for him to uh wait for him to open up because obi-wan can do this all day yeah and he he very easily does like he is very clearly the superior fighter in this fight yeah um and then uh we, we also get the the classic uh, obi-wan line so uncivilized oh yeah yeah especially <laughs> after he kills uh grievous with the blaster with the blaster yeah it's <laughs> kind of like uh, just like drops it and just like rubs his hand on his robe like uh yeah filthy <laughs> uh but yeah then the the very last part of this chapter was uh what we were talking about the the final element of a jedi trap is to organize it so that wa- by walking into it at all the jedi has already lost yep because and so that is that is the jedi trap yeah <laughs> this is not a battle for grievous uh this is a battle um, that uh, that Obi Wan is lost by not being at Anakin's side because yes. you know <laughs> Palpatine's machinations have made it so that the Jedi would split them up. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Then uh. Then then this is where we get the uh. Um, we we get a call. Mace calls Yoda to tell him that uh he's planning to move against Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Anakin has shown up and and given him a con- and given him confirmation that Palpatine is Sidious. Right. Um, and I like how, uh, in the description, it's like, uh, uh, it's like, and or Skywalker told him like the nine words that changed his life forever or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the nine words are Palpatine is Sidious. The chancellor is the Sith Lord. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. And then the Republic has already lost <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> because everything Mace Windu has been fighting for, everything has been a for peace, but that peace and civilization as represented by the Republic. Um, and yeah, he has and been that, that Republic has been a sham because it is controlled by a Sith Lord. Yep. So everything he's believed in has been a lie. And so like, this is the real defeat of Mace Windu. <laughs> yes. Like yep. from this point on, Mace Windu exists to be the final sacrifice uh, that is made before Anakin becomes Vader. Yeah. He, he is made to be the, the final, the final shackles to be thrown off. Right. Um, so yeah, then we get, we get into part three apocalypse. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is the fall. Like this is, we're, we're on the downslope from here out. Yeah, like every, everything at this point is converging on the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in this in this part of the uh, the darkness, the darkness always wins. Which <laughs> uh, we are going to see how the darkness is is winning here. Yeah, uh, and I like specifically like just the line uh, that the brightest light casts the darkest shadow. Yeah. So as 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 brightly as Anakin has shown all these years, like that is because he has this darkness behind him. Right, um, and that's echoed I think before this, where Yoda even says. Like yeah, could it be that we, by 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 us being so powerful, we made it inevitable that the Sith would you know would, would rise against us? You know, mm-hmm. did did we cast so much of a light that a shadow was inevitable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, then uh, I I really love like this whole description of uh, of Palpatine like waiting uh, in the shadows for and again call they call him the shadow throughout this whole part. Oh yeah, uh, just waiting in the shadows for Anakin to come back. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and they, they describe like how like his lightsaber like he has his lightsaber like sealed in this like this 
what was it, neranium or something like solid neranium sculpture? Oh yeah, it's like a, it was it, it was brought in. There was something about the shipping manifest, like listing it as being way too light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's because like part of it was carved out to, to hide a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, but the important part of this is that uh, the four Jedi masters, uh, Mace Windu and his crew, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was it Agen Kolar, Stacey Teen, and Kit Fisto. That's such a dumb name. Uh, we'll, we'll say those names. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem with any but the last one. Kit Fisto is just dumb. <laughs> uh, Star Wars names are real stupid. Cole. Yeah, I know. I. I know. I try not. I'm trying not to make that big of a deal out of it. I just can't. Oh, it, I can't like Kit it, Fisto. It's okay. Pass. I make a big deal about it all the <laughs> okay, time. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're on their way to go arrest Palpatine, and Mace has told Anakin, like, go wait in, in the council chambers for me for me to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, I will come back and get you. And so Anakin in the council chambers is like just like fighting this inner battle against uh, like they talk about the dead star dragon again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, and then he kind of comes to this realization like, oh, Palpatine was right. All I had to do, all he had to do, was decide what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he decides what he wants. Yep. And he decides to take it. And this is real cool yep. how most of this, at least initially, is presented as like the audio recording in the room. You know, yeah, like, because it's it. They describe it as like the as the Jedi are entering the room, like Palpatine like triggers a uh, an audio recorder, mm-hmm. um, and then that audio is shown as being presented on the first Empire Day. Like yeah. that is like his evidence of the Jedi treason against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saying it goes all the way to the top, and aren't I just here to protect you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Anakin charges in, and Palpatine has already, you know, used his lightning and his lightsaber to take out the three masters, and Mace is the only one who is left. Yeah, and of course, like, Mace Windu had to have a big fight scene because Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I really like, uh, I didn't I didn't make much note of this, but I do want to at least, like, at least, like, say something about it is the whole the whole idea of Vapod. What is Vapod? Uh, Vapod is Mace Windu's lightsaber form. Oh, uh, yeah, it is a yeah. lightsaber form that he created. Yeah, like after a beast on this home world, right? Yes, yes. Basically, like, um, like a Hydra or something. Yeah, it's it's it. Uh, actually, I always I was pictured as like a displacer beast, basically. Okay, yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's it's it, it and they talk about how like he he like has to the, the idea of Vapod is that like he has to enjoy the fight. He has to like let him himself enjoy the thrill of the fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a he's like a Jedi master who like embraces and uses the dark. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, I, I think they they use the phrase like he, he has to, he passes through the umbra of the dark side when he uses it, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Like I, I like that. I like that concept. Yeah, yeah, and and just that 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 he is he is so strong in the light side that he can he can use this and ha- and, and harness it. Like mm-hmm. you know he has he, he is he has actually um, figured out how to make it a tool without having it consume consume him, which speaks to yeah. how powerful he is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the th- yeah, so so he's he he beats Palpatine pretty easily oh, here. The, like um, I, I I don't know I, I don't want to go so far as to say I have, that that I have nightmares about this, but the disfiguring of Palpatine throughout this, like that scene in the movie, is actually something that is like genuinely creepy. As, yeah, I think it's very evocative, like oh. the way that his face like goes slack. Yeah, yeah, like like how he ultimately ends up looking like, looking like the Empire that we've seen, you know, because of the Force power that is involved in this, and like. Like like what 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 is it? Is there an actual explanation that 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 uh, that Palpatine uh, using so much of his lightning power actually like draws away and ages him or like mutates him? So, so I think I think what it specifically is is that like it's it's that the, the lightning is like is like pulsing between himself and Windu, right? Right, like, right. It is like being reflected back onto him. So it is it is like specifically damaging him. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, like I, I don't know that there's like a if they've ever come out with like a specific exact uh, reason yeah. for it. Well, it just it's it's fucked up, and it actually is. Yeah, it, like is, really, it is haunting. Yeah, it's a it, it 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 is some of the only like striking imagery that is uh, that is in the prequels. I know you're a defender, yep. but like for for me, like that 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 is that is stuck with me. Um, yeah, sure. And you know, he makes a big deal out of this when he goes and talks about the uh, the you know the assassination attempt, but like. After this, you know, Anakin's like, oh, my God, your face. And Palpatine's reaction is, oh, the man becomes the mask. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I just I now I look like Sidious. I'm just me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do really like that. That whole bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So he uh, Palpatine kind of convinces Anakin, like, look, like, this is true. Look, it's treason. Like uh, <laughs> the, the Jedi have come here to, to kill me. Yeah. Um, oh, and so <laughs> there's also something really shitty, like as they are um, confronting him and saying, you can't be chancellor. You're a Sith. And. <laughs> Palpatine turns around and says, "What do my personal beliefs have to do with anything?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's kind of got a point, right? Well, I mean, I just, just like it, like, it struck me as like this weirdly modern kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just thought that was really funny how how yeah. much he tried to like even just hide behind that. Yeah. Um. One nice thing about the book is that. Uh, Palpatine does not say power unlimited power in the book. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is nice because God that <laughs> power. <Ugh>. Unlimited power. <laughs> yeah. Um I actually like I really like that he instead he says, like, you think the fear you feel is mine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, the fear that he feels is Anakin's. Yep. Uh who uh just like in the movie, like uh Mace goes to kill Palpatine and Anakin slices his hand off. Yep. And that creates enough of a uh Enough of an opening for Palpatine to reverse and throw Mace off of the building. Yes. So. And uh, this, again, like, I, this this works way better in the book than in the movie. Like, the whole, like, because, of course, Palpatine is immediately, or Sidious, I guess, he's fully Sidious at this point. Right, right. Um, he is immediately, uh, like, look like you need to become my apprentice so that I can teach you what, what I know. Mm-hmm. And Anakin resists at first. Right. <laughs> like, even after all of this, he's like, what have I done? Like, this is a terrible thing. Yeah. I, I can't. I'm a Jedi. Like, it's, it's very, it's very difficult. It's clearly a very difficult thing for him. Right, right. Not realizing that he's gone way too far. And if he's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no going back now. Sorry, no, dude. No, because, because Sidious has painted him into a corner. Like. Yep. There's nothing, uh, you know, if, if, if you. If, it's, it's, it's kind of unspoken, but if you killed me you would plunge the entire galaxy into, you know, into even worse war. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then, uh, there's this, there's this whole thing where Palpatine like finally convinces him and he gives him his name. And I really like how it's like, it's like he pauses for a second after he says Darth mm-hmm. and there's like this like murmur in the force yeah, and the name yeah. comes up out of the, out of, out of the miasma or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's really, that's, that's cool and evocative. Yeah. And Darth Vader being the only, single sith lord who doesn't have a dumb name that is just a uh, a bad adjective <laughs> right <laughs> yeah t- he's, he's not darth insidious yeah, t- 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 tyrannus like tyrannical <laughs> okay whatever maul okay yeah so you like like tearing people apart with a claw okay i gotcha <laughs> yeah like like vader I, I have no idea what the like the roots on vader are but like it is not just a straight up a straight up embarrassing thing because Vader was the name that was thought up first before they decided yeah. to go with you, a shitty theme. Do you not actually know? I what? I, I really don't. Okay, uh, Darth Vader means Dark Father in German. Oh, okie doke. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
um yeah so uh so then uh there's this whole lot there's this whole thing where anakin like i really I, I, the the way that palpatine convinces him is he like tells him like he's like there's this place inside of you like this this cool mountaintop where you need to like go and regard your feelings without shame mm-hmm. and he does that and then uh he like there's this whole scene where he like i, I love how he like crushes the dragon like he he reaches inside himself and finds the dead star dragon and mm-hmm. just like crushes it in his grip yeah becoming uh, like internally yep. becoming the hero with no fear um yes. asterisk the hero with no fear as long as he has palpatine there to manipulate him because Correct. the second he encounters <laughs> any other thing guess what that dragon starts peeping back up again because yeah. that fear will always be at the heart of uh of of, of what he is and what, what he will become mm-hmm. yeah um, and then rather, rather than get, uh, get this big, uh, so in the movie we get this big scene where like Anakin is leading a battalion of clones into the Jedi temple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead we just get like this little scene where Anakin kills, uh, the gate master of the temple. Right. And it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty evocative how like, uh, he like, it's described as like, it's super cold blooded where he like thrusts his lightsaber, the, like the emitter of his lightsaber, uh, underneath the guy's, uh, chin. Yeah. And just like ignites it and like burns his brain, burns through his brain. Yeah, it's pretty graphic compared to most of the stuff yeah. that we've seen before. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it gives a, it so gives yeah, a nail fight switchblade. Yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then uh, we, we get uh, Palpatine is initiating Order 66 here. Yep, which is. Which is, hey, clones, kill all the Jedi. Yep, they're gone. Um, and I love the description of this being, you know, implanted into them at birth. <laughs> and also the moment where you know the the the, the clone gives Obi Wan back his his lightsaber you know that he dropped in the fight with uh, with Grievous, <laughs> um, and then Order sixty six is is brought in and you know it's it's invoked and you know he's like okay well I've got to do this but he is not so far programmed that he doesn't think wait you you couldn't have you couldn't have done this before I gave him his lightsaber. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because, I mean, Cody has been with him on, like, several missions. And, yeah. Like, he knows how tenacious Obi-Wan is. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's it, I, I, I think, again, like, this is something that is done better in the book than in the movie. Yep. Uh, because in the movie, you just get, like, these scenes of, like, different Jedi getting shot down in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, like, it's not, like, it's there's no emotional attachment to the things that are happening. No, no. Here you have... Here you have a clone soldier who has a relationship with Obi-Wan having to turn on him. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then uh, specifically like Bail Organa sees, this happens in the movie too, but Bail Organa sees this Jedi boy get killed by the clones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that like, he's like, he's like, all right, well I'm out. I've got to, I've got to talk to like the Jedi that I know that I can trust like immediately. Right. Yeah. Realizing that yes, the clone wars are the perfect Jedi trap by fighting at Mm -hmm. all the Jedi have lost. So, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, let's let's skip over this this this. Uh, there's that whole conversation between C three PO and R two D two that I really like. Uh, where it, it, one of the nice things about this book is that like when R two D two and C three PO talk, it just tells you what R two is saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is which like I think adds a little like it, it adds some pathos mm-hmm. because like R two is like really like he's he doesn't understand he has no idea what's going on he. Like, and he's like, I, I don't understand why this is happening. And he says, like, the factors don't add up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's like, man, like, even even these poor little droids, like, Anakin is, like, ruining everything in his life. Yeah. <laughs> one by one. <laughs> like, you know, they, they have no hope of getting their, uh, getting their creator back. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, then you've got this uh, horrible scene with, uh, with Anakin <sighs> and Padme. 
Yep. <laughs> so like, well, what's our future? Because I cannot even appear to be dis, uh, to, uh, to be disloyal. Yeah, and there's there's like this whole big thing where uh like he's he's like you know like look like you're safe because I say you're safe mm-hmm. otherwise like you would be fucked. Yeah, and he's just like kind of like trying to tell her like look like your life is in my hands at this point. Right. So again, exerting more and more control. Ah, it's such a <laughs> it's just like textbook abuse. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's real bad. Uh-huh. Uh. So then the the one last thing that I want to say in in this chapter is uh that. Uh, this is where we get the sweet thing where Boga like realized what was happening and like turned her body to uh, take the brunt of the blast from the clones mm-hmm. that shot Obi Wan. Yeah, to kind of save save him. So yeah, that's that's sweet. Like I like that because they spend a lot of time talking about how like Boga is like she's this like she she's like a really like she's really loyal to her writer. Yes, and, and that even that goes down it, to the last. Yep, that goes down to her sacrificing herself to save him. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. And he gets off the planet um, then, by using Grievous as Starfighter. Um, and, yeah. and both he and Yoda are picked up by Bale. Yes. Uh, and then the, the next major thing that happens is that uh, then Vader arrives on Mustafar. Uh, Sidious has sent him there to uh, to take care of the of the uh, the Trade Federation, or of the, uh, the CIS leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love there, there's, there's two, there's two speeches or two, two quotes that I really like where <laughs> one is where one of them is like, Oh, you're Anakin Skywalker. And Vader just like looks at him and says the resemblance is deceptive as he kills him. Wah, wah. <laughs> and the other one is, uh, one of them says we were promised a handsome reward. And he goes, I, I am your reward. You don't find me handsome. <laughs> like, Oh God, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He is just there. He's, he's been saving up these quips. Yep. <laughs> He's like, now that I'm Darth Vader, I get to make all the funny dad quips. Yep. <laughs> um, um, so Palpatine, with his fucked up face, decides to go to the go to the Senate and actually sees the you know the speech about the Jedi treason, right? Yes. Yeah. This is where he gives the, he gives his big speech and like how he's rearranging the 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 Republic into the First Galactic Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually, uh, th- this is the specific thing, actually, that uh, when I was talking to you, uh, when I asked you way earlier on if this turned your stomach, mm-hmm. um, how, like, the whole Senate was, like, chanting safety, security, justice, and peace. Yeah. And that just, like, that really felt to me like something that a bunch of people at a Trump rally would, would chant. <sighs> yep. Because and that's uh, authoritarianism wears many different masks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bleh. I mean, yeah, and just, like... Knowing that this is a, a criticism of the Bush administration, like is, yeah, is that yeah, even yeah. like a controversial thing to say? Like that, like no, no, okay. it is not in the slightest. Okay, cool. So uh, I'm not just like stepping out there and making making an ass of myself by drawing the comparison. Okay, no, I think I think I think I am only specifically comparing it to Trump is because like that's what's happening right now. Oh, of now. course, yeah. You know, Ugh, safety, security, uh, d- justice, d- dating this podcast a little bit, I guess. Uh, no, it's a bit like <laughs> you have to be of the time. Like it would be, yeah, be... D- dating this podcast for the next eight years. Yeah, fuck. God, no, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I need to go lay down for a second. Uh, so, so, yeah. Um, and this is where kind of the the the, the full reveal of what um, of what Anakin did uh, comes through. Yes. Right? Like Yoda, you know, confronts Obi-Wan and says, hey, um, you know, you 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 already know that your apprentice is lost, right? Yeah, because because and or Obi Wan likes wants to watch the security footage to see what happened. Yeah. He's like, I have to know, and I have to learn what's what's happening. And Obi and Yoda is like, you already know, right? 
Um, but then Obi-Wan watches it anyway. And it's, it's, this is another, this is another very devastating scene. Yeah. Where Obi-Wan is just like completely destroyed by this. Yeah. Like this is like the, the, this takes him beyond, you know, like the, mm-hmm. beyond the point of no return. And in terms of despair, you know, like that, yes. that is something that, you know, Jedi are not allowed to feel. And, you know, Obi-Wan has not really allowed himself. Like this is, this is the moment where specifically he is watching the footage of Vader, of Anakin, um, going mm-hmm. in and killing killing the children children yeah it's yeah you know basically infanticide um in 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 some cases and i'm very very happy that one of my least favorite lines in the book is there's there's so many bad lines one of my least favorite lines of the movie and there are so many bad lines in the movie uh Mm -hmm. comes to be we don't get um obi-wan coming out and looking shocked and saying he even killed the younglings yeah (laughs) yeah no, this is like this is played for, for far greater um, effects. Yes, it is very very intense yeah. here. Uh, but then yeah, then then Obi Wan goes off to to visit Padme. Uh, I, I guess uh, I think I think Yoda and Obi Wan have also decided like because I think um, Obi Wan wants to go after Palpatine. He's like, let me take Palpatine. You can take you you can take Vader, Anakin, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, he's like, he's like, please don't make me kill him. He's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Which is again, like super devastating. <laughs> uh huh. But no, uh, but y- y- but... Yoda's, Yoda's case is that, you know, it, it will take the, the, the master of the Jedi order to take down, you know, the highest of the, the master of the Sith. Yeah. yeah. And they have to make, they have to make decisions based on the assumption that they are the only two Jedi left. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Obi-Wan goes to visit Padme and like talks to her about what happens and she, uh, She's like very indignant about it. Like she really doesn't want to believe him. No, I like no. A, there's there's definitely some level of like uh, she she keeps telling him that she doesn't believe him, but it's like clearly like I don't want to believe you. Right, it's not right. that I don't believe you. It is it is it is for self protection that I don't yes. just come right out and say that you are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so then uh, she she says to him, "You've decided to kill him," and then I think this line is actually in the movie. He has become a very grave threat. Yeah. That's a that's a good line. I just like, like talking about like, hey, he is no longer your husband or my best friend or my brother. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, we're like we have to look at this um, the way Dooku does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Assets and threats. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah. So then then she decides that uh, she's going to go to Mustafar to to see Anakin. Mm-hmm. And Obi Wan is kind of like lurking in the shadows. And when she when she gets ready to leave, he like jumps on her ship and like stows away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because do, do, does does Obi Wan know where Anakin is at this point? Uh, I don't think he does. Okay, I think she she does. I think uh, Anakin might have told her. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so he, so she knows where. Yeah, Obi Wan guesses correctly that you know she she will take take him to him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then this is like this is kind of the climax of the whole. I guess this is the climax of the of the, of this storyline. Right. Is that then Yoda and Obi Wan both separately move against Palpatine and Vader. Right. Uh, Sidious invade. I, I keep saying I kept writing Palpatine, but it's 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 Sidious at this he, point, right? I mean, yeah, or or the Emperor, you know? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they're more or less the same person. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, people people, um, people know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I really like uh, I really like this line that I have uh, have noted here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with reverence, with gratitude, without fear, and without anger, Yoda went forth to war. <laughs> and again, you know, you just have that image of him. Um, you know, of this tiny diminutive person being completely, completely at peace inside and going about this. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, 
in the movie, I think it's probably played for laughs, just like it was in uh, Attack of the Clones. Like, oh man, he finally pulled out the lightsaber. <laughs> like that. I don't know. I, I actually think that the movie did a pretty good job with Yoda fighting in Revenge of the Sith. What, what, uh, yeah, yeah. It, like in uh, in Revenge of the Sith, I, it was it was a perfectly fine it, it was a perfectly fine fight. However, what I one thing I don't like about the prequels, and again, sorry to put these movies on trial, is just the <laughs> uh, the 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 complete escalation of what a light, lightsaber fight is. To where mm-hmm. it's you know all about jumping around and everybody is swinging as fast as possible, um, you know, just because it has to be moving, has to be bright lights flashing very quickly. When in yeah, the, as, as opposed to as opposed to the, in the original, which which were very deliberate kind of fencing matches, yeah, almost these very slow measured fights. Yeah. yeah. So that like, and also when I'm thinking about Yoda fighting, I'm I'm thinking about those commercials that ran shortly after the release of Attack of the Clones, which were like yep. everybody's <laughs> raving Yoda man. Yoda man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to see if I can find that commercial. <laughs> I'll put it at the end of this episode if I do. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, but this is good. You know, like we, it makes sense for Yoda to, you know, throw off his cloak and bring out his sword against, you know, the greatest Sith. You know, it's the greatest Jedi yes, yeah. fighting against the greatest Sith. And like the dispiriting yep. thing is like Yoda doesn't stack up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this, there's that whole thing like where Yoda realizes he just doesn't have it and he never had. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like, it's like he, uh, he realizes that like the, the Sith have changed while the Jedi have been like this stagnant force that like have been stuck in their ways. Like they're stodgy. Like, as we've said a few times. Yeah. I mean, like Yoda has spent his entire life his you know, all of his long years trying to train the Jedi, uh, to fight a threat that no longer exists. Uh, yeah, you know, because the the Sith are no longer that yeah. that fight that fight from the war a thousand years ago or whatever. Yeah, it's not the it's not the same war. Yeah, yeah. Um, there there was also this this little passage right before that uh, that I, I I think is like that this, this is like the most evocative way that you could describe this fight. Uh, when those blades met, it was more than Yoda against Palpatine, more than millennia of Sith against the legions of Jedi. This was the expression of the fundamental conflict of the universe itself: light against dark, winner take all. Yeah. So yeah, which yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> and while this is going on, Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting on uh, on Mustafar in the Mega Man level yes. that is Lava Foundry. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally a Mega Man level. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've I've talked uh, talked about the the video game level that is the uh, Geonosis, the factory. Uh, yeah, on Geonosis. Yeah. Yep, a hundred percent video game level. But you're right, <laughs> yeah. Mustafar is also a Mega Man level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least this doesn't have R two D two flying around on rockets. <laughs> yeah that's true yeah uh but like this is two people and they make a big deal or stover makes a big deal about how how they are perfect matches they know each other yes. inside and out yep that's, like they, that, they, that's they, not they a way more homoerotic than somewhere. i intended it to <laughs> <laughs> i think i think there's some level of homoeroticism oh, for, between for, for sure between but Obi-Wan no, and Anakin, nothing so nothing fine. as crass or gross as knowing somebody inside <laughs> 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 um but yeah this is them fighting through like the factory after you know after anakin has uh taken uh uh, taken out all the leaders but this wait this this happens after um anakin chokes out padme right yeah yeah like he he padme comes to to visit him or comes to see him and basically uh, say like oh this isn't true right what they tell me isn't true yeah yeah and he like he like won't go go far enough to actually say that Mm -hmm. That it's not true, right? Um, but then uh, Obi Wan like appears, like he he comes out of out of the ship, yeah. and Anakin is so angry that he like chokes Padme because he thinks that Padme had brought him there to kill 
Anakin. Right. The, the, she, she, he thinks that Padme has betrayed him, um, mm-hmm. which, again, makes all of this for naught. Like, this is another an, an, another gate that he has passed through. You know, he, yes. he, has, he has turned his force. He force chokes Padme, you know, the, the mother of his children, um, plural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, even... <laughs> Even the person that he has given up everything to save is is against him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So then we get we get a big fight with Anakin and Obi Wan that uh, everybody has seen. Um, so we won't we won't describe how their lightsabers swing to the left and then the right and then back to the left again. <sighs> nope. <laughs> yeah, like and they're, and they're riding um, along on this factory equipment and stuff until finally the shield breaks and like they, you know, the building that they're in starts settling into the lava. Yes. And so then they have the whole like they actually they don't have the 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 high ground line in the books, which I think is great. Yep, I'm glad that that's not there. They just fucking show it. <laughs> yep, it just it just happens. Yeah. Like Anakin just jumps at him, and Obi Wan just cuts it. And they, they, actually, I really like that they describe it as in in the book mm-hmm. uh, because I, I actually I watched the movie this morning. Okay. Um, and in the movie, it is very clear that Obi Wan is like s- aiming to slice off Anakin's limbs. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what he's doing. But in the book, they describe it as, like, he's, like, raising his sword into a parry. Right. Like, to, to deflect Anakin's attack. But because of the way that Anakin jumped at him, like, when he raised his sword in that parry, it burned through his limbs instead. Right. Right. And watch them watch them fall down. Like, even later on, you know, again, the benefit of this being a book, it's described that, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, like, part of him is still there. Both, both yes. is, is still there and Mustafar burning eternally. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, uh, there's the whole, like, I, I hate you. And then, uh, I, again, like this line, like even in the movie, like the way that, the way that Ewan McGregor d- uh, delivers this line in the movie mm-hmm. is just devastating. Like you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you, but I could not save you. Yep. It wasn't good enough. Nope. Never was. Nobody was except for the, except for the emperor. You know, Yoda says, oh, it was my, it was my, uh, my, uh, what my pride, my hubris, you know, winner take all. Couldn't get it. Yep. Anakin himself, yep. you know, no, wasn't good enough. No, no, no matter how good I am, the people I love will still die. Uh, the only person who comes out of this is is Palpatine. Yeah. And then so uh, then we get into the the very final actions of the book is that uh, Palpatine comes to Mustafar to pick up Vader because he sensed that Vader is hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anakin takes off with uh, or Obi Wan takes off with uh, Padme to take her to. Um, to a surgery, mm-hmm. to a surgical center. Right, on an asteroid. So you don't have that Coruscant medical technology. Correct. <laughs> because of Anakin's yep, actions, so. he has ensured her death. Uh, well, yes. also, he has caused so much just violence to her that she gives up the will to live. Mm-hmm. It's important that a robot doesn't sense that she has lost all will to live. <laughs> yes, it is very important. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so they, they kind of, uh, I think actually, yeah, Yoda, Yoda talks to Qui-Gon's force ghost here, which that doesn't happen in the movie. No, um, no. that is a deleted scene from the movie. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically saying there, uh, there's a new level for you to ascend to, and Yoda pledges himself to be Qui-Gon's apprentice in learning this new, this new method of becoming yes. one with the force while still retaining your consciousness and agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, so then, then Bail, Yoda, and Obi-Wan have this discussion about what to do with the babies. And so everybody knows what happens. Bail takes Leia and Obi-Wan takes Luke. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> this next, this next point I have on the notes, I just, uh, I hope that you thought this was as stupid and hilarious as I did. 
the uh, the Emperor Palpatine Surgery Reconstruction Center. Yeah, but they they shorten it as Impal Recon. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> it's really dumb. <laughs> it's like, why did he build this? Like, did he expect? I don't. I don't understand why Emperor Palpatine has this Surgery Reconstruction Center. Did he like give a give, give a lot Already? of money to a university and they named it after him? I don't. I don't understand. They, they do. They, they do specifically know in the book that it's the newly renamed Emperor Palpatine Surgery Reconstruction right, Center. Right. So I guess I guess it must be that uh, it was initially the Chancellor Palpatine Surgery Re- Re- Reconstruction yeah. Center. Ch- Ch- Chan Pal Shurikan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, it's it's real dumb. I, I, I love I, it. I love it. I love how stupid and dumb it is. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. And I think by saying that a lot, I might have summoned a demon. Yeah, I don't think, I think that's the case. Yeah. Beelzebub is coming for us. <laughs> but um, this is where, you know, it's a famous scene of, you know, the burned up, um, chopped apart body of Anakin Skywalker being imprisoned in the Darth Vader um, armor. Yes. Yeah. And then we get we get one final. This is how it feels to be Anakin Skywalker forever. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, Which. Mm. Yeah. It's, that's pretty evocative. Um, do you want to do you want to read this last passage that I have for that part? Yeah. Yeah. So because I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, you are like a painter gone blind, a composer gone deaf. You can remember where the power was, but the power you can touch is only a memory. And so with all your world-destroying fury, it is only droids around you that implode. And equipment on the table on which you were strapped shatters. And in the end, you cannot touch the shadow. In the end, you do not even want to. In the end, the shadow is all you have left. Like, man, yeah. <laughs> like, that just is the, good. Just like, the, that is... <laughs> to, to, to be so powerful, um, but to be so impotent, to be just distance from everybody like even within this you know talking about the way that he senses the world how everything mm-hmm. is everything know, is like dimmed yeah dimmed like um like e- even the functions of the suit he doesn't see out of his eyes he sees the video reconstruction he doesn't hear yes. he hears like a tinny you know tinny speakers he is completely sealed away and separate from the world you know being kept alive against his will yeah well like when he he probably would have been happy perfectly happy to just die on the on the shore of mustafar yeah where where a part of him still eternally burns, yes, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then we have the uh, the uh, conclusion of the book, which is the passage that I'm going to have to ask you to read once more. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Okay, <laughs> nobody make this a ringtone or anything. <laughs> the dark is generous and it is patient and it always wins, but in the heart of its strength lies weakness. One lone candle is enough to hold it back. Love is more than a candle. Love can ignite the stars. Here's my problem with that, though, Brian. Um, you know, I went into this, like, looking at it and thinking, okay, uh, like, everything is going to lead up to this. And it was repeated as a refrain. Um, that may be the case. Like, in general, I think that, like, symbolically is true. This entire book is a case against that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I can definitely agree with that argument. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, I, like, I understand the metaphysics of what they're talking about, which is, oh, you know, like, everything is going to be dark here. And, you know, no matter how powerful... Emperor Palpatine's reign and the reign of the Sith may may be ultimately it it, it ends up being you know a, a lone band of you know very very good friends uh, who you know who take it down. But like throughout the entire book, everybody's affection, no matter how strong it was, no matter how good their intentions were, could have been turned inward and turned into a force of destruction. None of this would have mm-hmm. happened if, if 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 Anakin didn't have this just toxic 
toxic love for for Padme to the point of you know obsession you know that we saw you know especially yeah. in like uh in in uh, uh the performance that Hayden Christ- Hayden Christian put together um I think that, that that was his name that actor's name who I do not like it was it wasn't yeah <laughs> you know Obi Wan and his his desire to protect um Anakin became you know him kind of co-authoring the uh you know anakin's fall mace windu's love for the for the republic led him to be manipulated into again architecting his downfall and being completely drawn away like i don't i don't think they make a very good case for love being a powerful force at all i think that they make a case for it being um a weakness yeah uh the the one argument that i will that i will make i I think you're mostly right um the one argument that I'll make is that like this is written in like this is this is written in the style of like the classic Shakespearean tragedy, right? right. Where like the, the the that that refrain at the very end I think is meant more toward like like even though like his love is toxic and like even though he is like he he is that that is what what caused his fall. Like his love for Padme is also what holds him like holds holds him to a point where like there is enough of him left. There's enough Anakin Skywalker left that he comes back okay. at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like at the end, of, at the end of return of the Jedi, like yeah. when he finally like destroys, uh, destroys Palpatine, right, like, throws right. him down the shaft. Yeah. Uh, it is his love for Padme, like reflected through, this is his son, Luke mm-hmm. that, uh, leads him to, you know, to turn back to the light. Somewhere. Right. Right. And we, and we've, we, we've seen a great, a great number of reasons why, why Vader would, would be, drawn to that you know like like yeah. what like why yeah. he would be the person who ultimately you know ends up killing the emperor yeah and that's i mean that's that's what makes vader such a compelling character right, right? right. yeah is that that there is this core like human like behind the villainous mask mm-hmm. yeah so i didn't mean to go on a rant about that but it was just kind of like oh, yeah, no, you're I, totally I, fine. I thought that <laughs> i thought that more of this would support it you know I'm, I'm happy that it does like the reason why this part of the story is so fascinating to me is because it is so dark it is, yes. you know, incredibly bleak. We know what's going to happen, but to see the kind of the the perverted trail that it walks, you know, to you know to, mm-hmm. to, to watch how everything falls apart and how you know anybody who has power to stop it is too blind to actually you know see what their next move ought to be. Like all of that's pretty fascinating. So like if that quote did hold true and was supported more by the text of of this particular part of the story, it might have you know taken some of the punch away and made this less uh, less compelling. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think yeah, it it is definitely you're right. It's not 100% supported by the text of this particular yeah. novel, but I think I think like this this book was written like with the intention of being part of the saga. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and uh, it it is more true of the series as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh that was Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I, I'm really glad that you, uh, at least it seemed like you, you quite liked it. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it in the way that I like a Star Wars thing, and we can we can talk about that next week uh, with uh, with the, the 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 history kind of thing. But yeah, like yeah. I, I enjoyed myself. It's 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 not a, a world or a universe that I that that I go go into an awful lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I think experiencing it through the book helped me strip away the just the the, the flaws with the movie that make it very hard for me to even go back to it. As much as I yes. have affection for these characters and for you know the the, the things that this that this book and the story makes possible, um, you know, like later on, um, it's hard to look past the performances and some of the dialogue and just the visual choices here. Um, I think with Matthew Stover's help um, and just by the fact that they have so much room to you know give you more insight 
into these characters' motivations. I think this is like the way you need to experience this part of the story. Yeah, um, and that's that's like that's been a constant refrain for me. Like since I read this novel, was anytime anyone tells me like, oh, like like if if they you know if there's some part of them that's like, oh, I like Star Wars, but I really don't like the prequels. I'm just like, read it, read Revenge of the Sith, please, just yeah. read Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Like I know that it's it's a hard sell. It really is. It's a hard sell to tell someone to read the novelization of a movie that they didn't like. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's it's super breezy too. I mean, I, I listened to it in an audiobook, but even the parts that I read, it's you know. It's it's not an incredibly long book. It it, it moves very quickly. Um, yeah, I, I I I would say like go in and go for it because even though we did pull out you know some some bits that we really enjoyed, um, it, it it is worth it is worth going into. If you've listened to this already, I mean everybody knows the story, so just like go yeah, go go and yeah. check it out. Yeah, it's 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 not like we're spoiling the plot yeah. for you. Yeah, and if like if at any point that I I, I sound like oh, oh brother, you know, it's it's most it's mostly because. <laughs> Uh, I, I think you would agree. I don't, I don't think I'm saying anything really original here. Um, liking Star Wars and enjoying Star Wars. Um, in order to do that, you also have to be willing to dunk on it whenever possible. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's uh, that's that's kind of the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> <Yep>. so. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So uh, Cole, I really want to thank you for joining no. me. It was very nice of you to spend like three hours recording with me. <laughs> no, don't worry. And thank you for having me on. It was fun. Yeah, and, and to spend like another hour with me soon, probably. Yep. Um, but, uh, everybody listening to this probably knows you better than me anyway. Uh, but tell, why don't you tell the fine listeners where they can find you on the internet? Yeah. Um, so I do several shows on, uh, the duckfeed.tv podcast network, uh, mostly talking about, uh, video games, but, you know, expanding beyond that into things like general comedy or, uh, um, doing shows. Uh, if you like this, you may like my, uh, show about the dark tower series of books by Stephen King. Uh, that one is called radio free Mm -hmm. midworld. Um, all of those can be found uh, at DuckFeed.tv, uh, where I do work with lots of cool people, um, and uh, th- th- that's actually how I met you, because you, you, you yeah. listen to those shows, and we, we talked, we, we, we hung out last fall, um, you came- We did, it was yeah, great. You, you, you came and drank a beer, and you know, uh, looked a man in the face who you would, who you would trick into reading a Star Wars. <laughs> um so you know respect that's yeah that was cold like, that, that was like a week before that was like a week before yeah yeah i tricked you into doing that wasn't it <laughs> yep uh, it was pretty brutal man uh but no that's where people can find me and uh, i am uh at cole ross on twitter that's k-o-l-e-r-o-s-s i mostly just tweet dumb short stories so and they're very funny thank you you're, you're a pro follow <laughs> thank you um <laughs> yeah and i do i do want to specifically call out uh watch out for fireballs um i know like the book club uh method like thing isn't exactly like new and unique uh but this this podcast kind of started as like oh i want to do something for the star wars expanded universe something like what cole and gary do for watch out for fireballs yeah. and like i listen like i'm not I'm, I'm not professing to be anywhere near like as as good at a podcast as you are uh but i think i like that that you like that is my major inspiration yeah. i think is i i love that show i've been and like you said like we've met through duckfeed because i've been listening to watch out for fireballs like since the very first episode yeah well um i appreciate that that, that, that that's flattering and i'm i'm happy that you know we played a role in inspiring you to go do your own cool thing yeah which which again thank you very much yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, I guess for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wade Brian R. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Luke cast. That's Luke with eight U's. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> or, or you can just go to the website, which is expandeduniverse.online, And there are links to everything there. Yep. And I think on that note, there's just one final thing to say. 
may, may the force be with you. May the force be with you, Cole. Was that the way this ends? I'm sorry, I don't know. That is the way this ends. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, t- I took a snap. Yeah, I, I, I like to, I, when, when I do that, um, I like to just, like, leave a pregnant pause until my guest either says, may the force be with you, or questions why I'm not responding. <laughs> there we go. So that was perfect. Okay, cool. I, I, I said it, but I said it as a question. Yes, yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs>